We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News and World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My, my question is, when um, there are unsubstantiated claims or manufactured claims of UAPs or kind of false information that's put out there. Uh I have seen the logs. I have seen the videos. We have attempted shoot downs of UAPs on a regular basis. We're talking as recently as last Friday. My, my question is, when... Um, there are unsubstantiated claims or manufactured claims of UAPs or kind of false information that's put out there. I have seen the logs. I have seen the videos. We have attempted shoot downs of UAPs on a regular basis. 
We're talking as recently as last Friday. My, my question is, when um, there are unsubstantiated claims or manufactured claims of UAPs or kind of false information that's put out there. Yeah, I have seen the logs. I have seen the videos. We have attempted shoot downs of UAPs on a regular basis. We're talking as recently as last Friday. Yes. Alien scientist uh, Jeremy Corbell on CNN a week before the balloon up. Just a coincidence? Well, Corbell is like, um, you know, he, he's like the, the clown. He's like the circus clown. And he needs to kind of come out and, and do the clown bit. What happens with somebody like that is, you know, they go on Fox News, they go on CNN, and they say UFO expert. Okay, so... Um, First of all, how do you even become a UFO expert? This guy made a film about Bob Lazar. And before that, he was a condo guy. He like ran a condo. So he's not a UFO expert. He's probably somebody who is a UFO enthusiast. And so um, he got on this thing with um, George Knapp. And George Knapp, you know, it's tough to look at his career because he brought forward things in the 90s and in the 2000s. And then he got involved with Bigelow and TTSA and Elizondo and DeLong. And, you know, that's all CIA wash. So I don't know. I don't even know how to comment on somebody like that. But now that he's wrapped up with Corbell, forget it. And they're there at CNN's, uh, you know, saying, oh, CNN wants to get to the bottom of this. And that damn government better give us to <laughs> better give us the truth when all the people around them feeding them this false information are all government people. Elizondo's government, you know, um, Gary Nolan is CIA over a decade of CIA. I mean, come on, these are government people. So that damn government, you know, this whole thing, Elizondo is an ex-Pentagon fighter, you know, he never left the Pentagon. He's not ex-anything. So it's a joke. That was a, a narrative. And um, so we have, so some people in the media, let's say there are good people in the media, let's say like, you know, even Megan Kelly and Tucker Carlson were trying to do something and they're like, we're covering UFOs and stuff. And they bring in all these CIA people to talk about the subject. That's the problem that I have with it. They do not have the background and the information on it. So someone like CNN working with Corbell, they can create a whole phony setup basically of like, you know, CNN wants to get to the bottom of the UFO thing and really milk it. And this guy, um, you know, is dropping F-bombs every two seconds about mm. it. It's, it's a, you know, it's basically, it's to downgrade the whole thing. That is the exact opposite of disclosure. It has nothing to do with disclosure at all. It's a, it's a circus marketing freak show. <laughs> Thank you, alien scientists, for that question. I love licking Bob Lazar's butthole. Mm -hmm. It's my favorite butthole to lick.
Greetings and salutations, friends, and welcome back. Uh, we are live once again, and uh, I thought it was only fitting that we uh, play some uh, circus sort of uh, dancing of alien clowns, because everybody's favorite clown circus is back. Jeremy Corbell back with a new podcast and not surprisingly, a whole lot of ridiculous, absolutely big bluffs with absolutely no evidence. Now, I thought we could, we would probably benefit from going down a little bit of memory lane. And what do I mean by that? I mean uh, some of Jeremy Corbell's greatest big bluffs. Uh, oh, that didn't work. <laughs> There we go. One of my cameras got turned around, so I apologize. Uh, live show. <laughs> Roll with the punches. And uh, so, uh, you know, I, I am just blown away by this latest big bluff of his because, you know, I've been here for the other big bluffs. Some of you may remember that for more than a year, Jeremy Corbell was hyping his new Bob Lazar film, promising there would be all kinds of new evidence that would definitively prove that Bob Lazar's, Bob Lazar's story was absolutely true. And after hyping that for a year, remember, we're taking the mic back. We're proving this story is true from those skeptics and those debunkers who, by the way, happened to prove many things like Bob Lazar's education was completely fake, like Bob Lazar was a convicted pimp. He wasn't a scientist. I'm going to say this again. Bob Lazar is not now, nor was he ever, a real scientist. He's a real convicted pimp who ran a whorehouse in Las Vegas, but he's not a scientist. So, you know, this circus that we come to with Jeremy Corbell you know, uh, he made a few other crappy films before the Bob Lazar one. You remember Patient 17, Roger Lear. By the way, do you know there has still never been definitive proof? And the only person um, that talks positively that those so-called implants may have been otherworldly uh, is a man named Stephen Colbert, who, despite having quite an education in what I could call, what most would call metamaterials, uh, still hasn't provided any smoking gun evidence or proof. And neither has Corbell that those things were anything otherworldly. So that's one big bluff. Patient 17, we're finally going to get the proof about those aliens because we've got alien implants and we can test them and we can bring you the science and we're going to prove that these are alien. But they didn't. They just took your money left you hanging, right? And then we get The Hunt for Skinwalker Ranch, a book largely based on George Knapp's book. And interestingly, I'm just, I was just trying to find the bumper. Uh, and we've played it here previously. Stephen Greenstreet proved that George Knapp has absolutely, positively zero evidence of Skinwalker Ranch, despite his claims of his book being based on all of this evidence. When asked on the Joe Rogan show about that evidence, he had to admit to Joe Rogan, well, we don't have any, you know, if you want, like, evidence, we don't have evidence, even though my book begins with saying that this 
book is all based on years of collected evidence when asked by Joe Rogan, George Knapp had to admit that there's little or no verifiable real evidence that he could show Joe Rogan. So again, we've got Corbell, uh, patient 17, over promise, right? Hyped to the wazoo. We're going to have proof of alien implants. We have, he didn't prove shit, nothing. He didn't prove anything, right? Then we get to hunt for Skinwalker Ranch. What was that? Uh, largely a retelling of old, unverified, uncorroborated stories with little or no evidence. Anecdotes, stories. And by the way, I like some of those stories, but again, overhype and underdeliver. We've talked about this so many times here before. In order to make this whole, I'm calling it a scam, in order to make this whole UFO and alien scam thing work when you're selling something involving the aliens and the UFOs, you have to overhype, right? Hype it out the wazoo. You have to overpromise. And then this inevitably leads to the fact that all of these people, especially Jeremy Corbell, overhype and then they underdeliver. And that leads to the big letdown, right? Mountain of hype for each of these projects that are monetized that he's trying to make money from, claiming all kinds of fantastical things. But when it comes to where's the goods, right? Where is the evidence? Big letdown. Then we get to, of course, Bob Lazar, which was the most hyped of all of his projects so far. He claimed he had all this new evidence. He claimed there was new revelations coming. He made all kinds of claims. We're taking the microphone back. We're proving Bob Lazar's story is true. The only new evidence was a hand scanner that also appeared in Jeremy Corbell's favorite movie, Close Encounters. And somehow during an interview, he forgot that he had previously said that he's watched that movie like a hundred times, right? Somehow he didn't know that that hand scanner was in the movie Close Encounters, which certainly predates Bob Lazar and his story. So who cares about some hand scanner? You couldn't, he couldn't produce uh, Element 115. He lied about the FBI raid on Bob Lazar's business in order to sell that documentary. He overhyped and extremely, extremely underdelivered when it came to the Bob Lazar film. And by the way, you know, I think there's just a few people on planet Earth besides Jeremy Corbell that are extremely educated enough to talk the truth about Bob Lazar. And that would be Solar Marshall or Dan. We've had him here as a guest, alien scientist and me. Because all three of us are around the same age and all three of us have followed that story since it broke in 1988 or 89. And all three of us love that story growing up. We all, all three of us wanted to believe that that story was true. And all three of us have researched to all the tiny little minutia. I was on FidoNet on a BBS looking for Bob Lazar text files in the early 90s. Yes. And uh, Bob Lazar, by the way, a lot of people don't know this, but here's how much I know about Bob Lazar. He uh, 
was a tech guy. He wasn't a scientist. His, his science, his background and his education are all fake, but he was a techie guy, a lot like me growing up. And he was an early adopter of Amiga computers, something I was a huge fan of. Uh, if you've ever saw the uh, science fiction series Babylon 5, all of the space fighter scenes and CGI were super early CGI. It was all created on Amigas. And they would gang a bunch of them together and it would take like two weeks to render one 60-second file for them to use on the show. Bob Lazar was also an early adopter of these Amiga computers that I was a huge fan of. And he would put pictures, rendered images of the sport model or S4 or Area 51 on early bulletin board systems networks. Now, I don't know if it was him that was actually putting the files there, but the files apparently or allegedly came from him. I used to go on these early pre-internet internets of sorts. I, I used to call them the junk web, you know? <laughs> it was like before graphics, everything was text, but you could get some of these files and it would slowly go across your screen, sometimes taking 30 minutes to download one graphic file. That's how long I've been studying the Bob Lazar case and same for alien scientists and same for Dan, Solar Marshall. And all three of us came to the same conclusion. We found overwhelming evidence of fakery, fraudery, and bull. Not the least of which is that Bob Lazar's so-called sport model is exactly the same as Billy Meyer's beam ship. And Bob Lazar got all those materials and watched them with Gene Huff about a month before he came out with his story little more than a coincidence to me. And there's, you can just search our channel here for Bob Lazar to see me talk ad nauseum about Bob Lazar being a fraud. But it's important to note that those three people that I mentioned, well, two besides me, me, alien scientist and solar marshal, we were all in communication with Jeremy at the time he was making that film. And we all sent him material that proves that Bob Lazar is a fraud, that his education's fake, that he lied about many, many things. Guess how much made it into the film? None. None. Jeremy Corbell's film, Bob Lazar, Area 51 and Flying Saucers, was only financially successful because Jeremy Corbell was willing to lie through his teeth by omission. A lie by omission is still a lie. He was willing to lie by omission over and over and over again, only including anything that supported his pre-drawn conclusion that Bob Lazar was telling the truth, anything that would show Bob Lazar was a liar was not included in the film. Oh, and there was something else new in the film that we hadn't seen before. Jeremy Corbell got access to Bob Lazar's mother. He's the only person to my knowledge or recollection that has ever been granted an interview with Bob Lazar's mother. He also got access to Bob Lazar's sister, but that somehow didn't make it into the film. But there was a section of the film that include him talking, Jeremy talking to Bob Lazar's mother. Wouldn't you ask the mother, did you attend his MIT graduation ceremony? Did you attend his Caltech graduation ceremony? Did you have a party for him when he got those master's degrees from those prestigious schools? He freaked out because I started saying that that film was bullshit for the sole reason that he didn't ask those questions to his mother. So we can all finally put to rest whether Bob Lazar was lying about his education or not. I'm thoroughly convinced he was. So either Jeremy Corbell did ask Bob Lazar's mother about his education 
and didn't like the answer, cut, cut, didn't make the film because it didn't fit his narrative, or he never asked the question. Either of those two possibilities makes him a clown, not an investigative. He's not an investigative filmmaker. An investigative filmmaker would have dug deep into those questions with his mother and his sister. He didn't do that. He even freaked out on a podcast after I started bringing that up. How do you know what questions I asked or didn't ask? Well, if you ask the question, where's it at? Post the video, Jeremy. He won't. He never will. Because he knows that Bob Lazar is a convicted pimp fake scientist who never went to MIT or Caltech. He knows. Another point of contention that I have, and, uh, you know, and I'll be fairly honest here and say that I struggle with this myself, and, and, and that is objectivity. In order to effectively investigate anyone, you can't, you have to remain objective. You can't get too close to them. You can't get friendly. Jeremy Corbell and Bob Lazar are just friends. He's hanging out with them. He's going fishing. They're flying drones together, lighting off fireworks, right? He's hanging out at Bob Lazar's house, eating dinner with them, hanging out with him and his wife. That's not an objective investigator. That's a fan. Jeremy Corbell, probably like... Jeremy Jeremy uh, Rise, alien scientist, Dan Solar Marshall, and me grew up with the story, wanted the story to be true. But when actually given access, remember, he was the only person, nobody gets Bob Lazar interviews except George Knapp and Jeremy Corbell. So when he was given the chance to either prove or disprove the story once and for all, he chose the lie by omission. He chose to lie to everyone and leave out everything that proves Bob Lazar is a liar. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From that point on, I knew that Jeremy Corbell was a clown and not an investigator. I knew that he was not objective. He's hanging out with Bob Lazar. He's going fishing with him, lighting off fireworks, flying drones around, making funny videos, hanging out at his house, hanging out with his wife, right? Hanging out at his business. It's unfortunate because somebody giving being given that level of access to Bob Lazar was a huge opportunity and had... Uh, the right person been given that opportunity instead of uh, Knapp given that opportunity to a profiteering whore. Uh, you know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. There's an epidemic in the so-called UFO community. There's an epidemic of UFO 
gold digging profiteering whores. And Jeremy Corbell is one of them. And unfortunately, he was given that access. He was given the opportunity to finally prove or disprove Bob Lazar's story was true. Given unprecedented access to anything he wanted, interviews with his family, his friends, everyone. And what did he do? He created a pro Bob Lazar's telling the truth puff piece that left out all the evidence. He only gave you half the story. And while I'm thankful that we've had an opportunity here to give you the other half of the story, like the fact that Bob Lazar's a convicted pimp liar and was never a scientist, or that interview with the Area 51 security guard that proves Bob Lazar never stepped foot on Area 51 or flew in on the Janet Airlines like he claimed, or those interviews with Bob Lazar's supervisors at Los Alamos, which proved that he lied about being a physicist. He was never a physicist. He was never a scientist, period. He lied. And while I'm thankful that we've had the opportunity to give people that evidence, the bigger bullhorn wins. And when you've got all that money and hype and Hollywood behind you, the bigger bullhorn wins. So unfortunately, all Jeremy Corbell did was create a whole new generation of people who buy into the lie. Did you buy the lie? I bought the lie. Jeremy Corbell owes me that money back because he failed completely and totally in his responsibility to actually do a good investigation of Bob Lazar. And to this day, he lives in a delusional, fantasy-filled world where he's right about Bob Lazar, but he will not debate and he will not allow people to even post links to my videos proving how wrong he is on Bob Lazar on his videos. Go try it. They'll delete them. They delete them all. If his belief, you know, the thing that always bothers me about these delusional fairy tale hucksters who live in a delusional bubble is this. If your story that you're telling and selling really are true, it should be able to withstand any debate. The truth remains the truth. Regardless of new evidence, it's still the truth. Regardless of debate, it's still the truth. Regardless of disagreements, it's still the truth, right? Then why can Jeremy Corbell or George Knapp, for that matter, not allow serious debate on the evidence that I mentioned? We've got an on-the-record, verifiable Area 51 security guard who checked all of the security logs, and he can tell you that Bob Lazar's name is not in any of the logs of anyone going in and flying in or out of Area 51 at that time, period. That security guard also, on the record, stated that he called George Knapp and said, you better be careful about this guy. He's lying to you. He's not in any of the logs. George Knapp never mentioned that in any of his reports. He did the lie by omission. So I guess Jeremy Corbell learned to sell stories by just leaving out the inconvenient bits that won't help you sell the story. He learned that from George Knapp. And every time you hear Jeremy Corbell say, George Knapp is my mentor. What he means is George Knapp taught me how to sell stories by only giving people half of the truth, by lying by omission. My mentor taught me how to sell these fake stories because George Knapp has done it better than anyone. So he taught Corbell how to lie by omission, right? All that stuff that seems to show Bob Lazar's a liar 
and a scammer? Leave that out. Oh, Bob Lazar declaring bankruptcy and being in huge financial trouble right before he came out with this fantastical story and started making all kinds of money from it. Leave that out. Don't put that in the film, right? Area 51 security guard on the record says he never flew in or out of Area 50. Don't put that on there. Oh, Bob Lazar's... Bob Lazar's supervisors, his bosses at that lab he claimed he was a senior staff level physicist at, say he was just a tech guy, the kind of guy who gets you a mouse when your computer mouse breaks, right? Or runs some cables for you or gets you a power strip. The guy that made like at the time like $12 an hour, right? That guy. Oh, leave that out. Leave that out, Jeremy Corbell. Don't put that in your film. Some people, they don't have any truth to tell you. They only have lies by omission to sell you. The only reason, and, and you know, occasionally somebody will say, I'm jealous because Corbell's so financially successful. You know, not really. Um, I, I suppose I was jealous of the access he was given because I, I truly believe, and I believe to this day, that I would have did a much better job if given the access, I've tried to get interviews. I've nope, you're not getting you're not getting anywhere near him because it's a whole controlled narrative, right? And uh, by the way, in the beginning of this broadcast, we heard from Dark Journalists, who is, uh, you know, telling everybody that, you know, Knapp and Corbell are off doing the clown thing on CNN, the biggest disinformation news network on planet Earth. That's who they're going to work for now. They're going to get to the UFO truth with the biggest lie, the biggest disinformation news network on planet Earth, at least in the United States. Come on. Really? No. CNN want to make money off the UFO narrative and their ratings are down. So they're going to pull in a couple of UFO clowns in the form of Knapp and Corbell to sell disinformation. So we can see this thread of disinformation through Jeremy Corbell's work. And let's not forget some of his latest big bluffs that have failed miserably. Oh, they're shooting at UFOs and as early as last Friday. And I've seen the logs. And let's talk about that for a minute. You can't just show Navy logs to a civilian. You'd get fired. You can't leak films taken on a Navy ship to a civilian like Corbell. You'd get fired. And by the way, in both of those cases, you'd not only get fired and lose your job and your pension, uh, you would get criminally prosecuted. So how is Corbell able to get so-called classified information? And go talk to somebody who is familiar with classified projects and materials within the Pentagon. And go ask them how he can get a still out of a classified briefing, out of a briefing, and then claim that it's been declassified. Who declassified it? And by the way, no one from the government is talking about that latest, what so-called Moselle or Mosel orb, right? There's something fishy about that. And let's not forget the fake pyramid spaceships that he swore were spaceships. Pyramid spaceships. How many times is Corbell get it wrong? And then you have to ask yourself, why is he the talking head, so-called, quote, UFO expert, unquote, on Fox News, CNN, all these other networks? 
when he has been provably wrong on so many things, when he has done, let's just say, less than moral or ethical things to sell stories in the past. And I get it. Because, by the way, I do know some people that work in major media networks, and they're clueless. There is a casting. Did you know this? There's a casting website you can go to if you're a news network and you need an expert on a certain subject. Guess who's in in there for UFOs? Nick Pope, Jeremy Corbell, Lou Elizondo, Gary Nolan, right? Those are the experts. And talk about straight out of central casting. They come from a casting website. I could show it to you. There's a casting website that these media organizations use to find somebody to talk about UFOs. And who's on it? I'm going to say it again. Jeremy Corbell, Lou Elizondo, all, Nick Pope, you know, the fake British UFO, <laughs> Fox Mulder. Turns out that was all fake. They are so stupid and misinformed, right? But literally, they get their UFO expert straight out of a casting website. I don't know how I get listed on there. Go try. Go try. You could be a, uh, a person involved in the UFO community for 25 years. Go try to get on that website so that you too can get booked on Fox News. Go ahead. Let me know how it works out for you. I'm curious. So the latest is this Russell Brand this Russell Brand thing. And I just, I can't believe it. Oh, by the way, we want to, I want to uh, take a moment just to catch up with the live chat, make sure I didn't miss anything important. And by that, yeah, I do mean this super chats. Uh, I hate it if I miss one, uh, but actually, you know what? I know a faster way. Uh, oh, and Simon Fly comes through, by the way, Simon Fly has an amazing new, uh, amazing new, uh, music video which i tried to get and uh you know sometimes on youtube it takes a while before one of those youtube downloader sites will allow you to download a video from youtube especially with smaller channels so it wouldn't let me he sent it to me via we transfer we're going to play it tonight which is great news uh and oh i did see one that i missed there you go one second here I am furiously scrolling, and we want to welcome uh, all of you tonight. Great attendance tonight, all of you. And I have some special fun announcements to make. Here we have Richard Crawley. Yes, with a kind and generous $6.99 Canadian. Thank you for your kindness, generosity, and support of the show. It is much, much appreciated. And um, I do have a couple of announcements uh, that are important. The first one is that... Um, I forgot what a short month it is, right? Uh, but before we do that, praise the cash, Richard Crawley, longtime show supporter, my friend from Canada. Richard, thank you for your kindness, generosity, support, and helping us to praise the cash. Praise the cash, praise the cash, praise the cash. Praise the cash, Richard Crawley. Thank you for your kindness, generosity, and support. It would appear, um, I'm just going to go in the back door here. That sounded dirty. I'm going to go in the back door to check to make sure that we didn't miss any earlier in the show. So I apologize if we did. Uh, no, we're caught up. Good, good, good. All right. So uh, 
Yeah, Spooky is here saying, let's hit 100 likes. I agree. Let's get there. And I also have to, uh, I have to, I am a mess today. I apologize. I had a hell of a weekend at the cabin because it was like five degrees outside at the cabin. And I think I've mentioned this before, but for those that don't know, the cabin is very well insulated. But you got to remember that I'm only there on the weekend. So it's the whole building is freezing in that five degree night temperature all week. And then you get there and it takes like an entire day just to warm the cabin up. And uh, I didn't get very much done. So I had a terrible weekend. <laughs> I still had fun a little bit anyway. Uh, but uh, on to our announcements. The first is that it's already the 27th. Tomorrow's the 28th. And uh, I totally forgot about that. So uh, later tonight, after the show broadcast ends, I'm going to be doing a um, the uh, members-only and Patreon-only monthly video. And also, I have a special production video, which I'm going to be giving the members and the Patreon supporters early access to some of my best work. I think it's going to come in at around 15 minutes. Fully produced video. Came out great. Uh, can't wait to share it with you. But then there's other great news um, that we want to share. For the benefit of all of you people who have been asking me to do this for two years, it's done. Uh, and in the description of this video, you will find a link to a Truth Seekers merchandise store. And it is available on Amazon. Now, I'm told by some of you people across the pond and in other countries that it's not there yet. But I am told um, by my friend who helped me set this up, we're going to work on that. It may take a while before you're able to purchase these items internationally. Uh, but we have the merchandise store and it is up. See, we have wonderful shirts, Avian Lives Matter. We have another one that says Reptilian Lives Matter. And uh, our catchphrases, our journey begins here. Uh, yeah. And uh, this one's my favorite. And, and in fact, I ordered one of these for myself. It says Professional Wackadoo Translator. Right? You too can be a professional wackadoo translator. Right? <laughs> Interesting. So there's all kinds of shirts and products. Uh, for truth seekers and any of the proceeds directly, um, you know, benefit the show just like everything else here. Uh, and uh, and we appreciate our friend. He knows who he is who helped me set this up. I've been trying to get this done forever, but it's always a problem. And you've got shirts that say "Warning Wackadoo." You can have one that says "Cosmic Con Shuffler." Welcome to the land of make believe. Reptilian lives matter. You can get a tote bag that says professional wackadoo translator, right? <laughs> Cosmic Con Shuffler, lots of great products. Uh, and we'll be adding, Spooky's got some designs to add. We'll be adding um, some more designs soon. But I thought it was enough <coughs> to start with these. So the link is in the description of the video. Buy some swag. Help the show. You can do that now. And uh, I've ordered some samples. I'll be wearing a few on the show. Um, they're not coming till Wednesday. It takes about two days in the United States for you to get your products from the time you order them. So uh, I ordered today. I don't know. It said they'd be here Wednesday. My flock is everywhere with a kind of generous 99 cents and also being a member. Thank you for your kindness, generosity, and support. Praise the cash. Praise the cash. Praise the cash. 
Yes, praise it. And um, also, I'll have an announcement shortly for the crypto people. People have been asking me to send crypto to the show for a long time. We're we're getting that done too. Uh, opportunities multiply as they are seized. So we increased our distribution network, um, and we're on all these other platforms. And um, there's another platform that we will soon be on that pays all the creators in pure crypto, um, which at first I was hesitant to do. But after talking to a few of the creators that are on there, uh, they're doing okay. And you can, you know, make some crypto cash on there. So soon we'll be praising the crypto cash. Praise the crypto cash. We'll need some new bumpers for that. But yeah, uh, so those are my announcements. I promise we're going to have a, yeah, praise the cash. I promise we are going to have, uh, we are going to have some big announcements soon. But this will do for now. Opportunities multiply as they are seized. So uh, we're going to get into this Jeremy Corbell. We're going to put our fair use banner up, especially because it's Russell Brand. And I hear that, uh, you know, the bigger the show, the more some of these bigger guys like Joe Rogan and Russell Brand, they have a service company. And that service company runs around on YouTube looking for anybody using their clips and copyright claims and strikes people or whatever. So this is fair use. This is uh, transformative work. Um we, and by the way, you can help me make it a transformative work. Put your comments in all capital letters as we share some of these clips from this Russell Brand interview. I thought we would begin with my favorite, which is the really big bluff. You have to remember, though, before we get into this, that Jeremy Corbell has done the big bluff many, many times, and he has overpromised and underdelivered many, many times. Remember all the hype to the Bob Lazar film? We got nothing new. Just a retelling of the same old story from 1988. It was like George Knapp just told him, you know, the same story, and he just made it a new film. New film, but no new information, you know, with a possible exception of a hand scanner that Bob Lazar claims he used to enter a secret base that doesn't exist. But, you know, it is what it is. So uh, we're going to start uh, today's journey with my favorite, uh, because, boy, <laughs> Listen, when you got something new to sell, like a big new podcast with George Knapp, you got to really lay it on thick. And you know what else I've noticed? Jeremy Corbell lays it on more thick depending on the size of the celebrity or platform he's speaking on. You know, um, the bigger the audience, the more the bullshit. That's the general rule. And I don't know, Russell Brand has got a huge uh, following. That's probably very uh, comparable to Joe Rogan. So he goes on Russell Brands and boy, did he overpromise. And I'm telling you, the under delivery and the big letdown are probably coming, especially if history. Uh, let me do this again and make sure I got the audio. I always do that, especially if history is correct. But Jeremy Corbell has overpromised and under delivered multiple, multiple times now. Right. We had those pyramid pyramid spaceships that turned out to be garbage. His other stupid videos from the Navy ships that they all turned out to be garbage. One was drones. 
One was Boca, and it was drones. It wasn't pyramid spaceships. Then he did the big bluff where he said he's getting access to the logs, and they're shooting down UFOs every week. And by the way, this is long before those balloons, so please don't conflate the two, or don't allow him to take credit for that, right? Like, see, I was right. They shot down some balloons. He didn't say balloons. He said UFOs, UAP. Anyway... In this uh, latest installment of his overpromising and underdelivering, and I love this, you know. Uh, I, by the way, I have nothing against Mike uh, Colangio. I I think I follow him on YouTube because he posts a lot of stuff uh, that's UFO related. But this what he said is ridiculous. I'm going to read his first. Jeremy Corbell is firing on all cylinders today on the Russell Brand show. He claims he knows for certain the following. And by the way, I don't know if Mike is posting this to be like, this guy's full of shit, or if he's posting this because he really believes that Jeremy Corbell is telling the truth here. And again, I don't have anything against Mike, um, but this is what Jeremy Corbell said. Number one, we have full intact craft. Number two, we are trying to reverse engineer them. Number three, these craft are not from here, NHI. And uh, for those unaware, NHI is a term that I use a lot uh, because I don't think that the alien, well, there, you know, there's lots of hypotheses about who's flying these things. I don't think that aliens from other star systems has been proven by a long shot. So I don't say alien. I'm going to try to start saying NHI or non-human intelligence. We don't know what it is. Um, these craft are not from here, non-human intelligence. We've communicated with the non-human intelligence. So Jeremy Corbell with the big bluff. And by the way, um, he's provided no proof of any of this. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Unless he's counting Bob Lazar for the first two, we have full intact graph because Bob Lazar... You know, listen, a convicted pimp fake scientist told him that we have full intact cramps, so it's true. A convicted pimp fake scientist said that they were trying to reverse engineer them, so it's true. If he means Bob Lazar here, he's a bigger clown than I think. He's going to need a little more than a convicted pimp fake scientist liar to back up these claims, right? And as far as these craft are not from here, again... These people always overpromise, overhype, and underdeliver. What evidence does he have that these craft are from other star systems, other dimensions, other universes, other times even, whatever? They're not from here, then where are they from? 
And how do you know that? We don't get that. We just get the hype and the bullshit. We do not get any evidence here. We've communicated with that. And see, this is what makes me sad because this clip alone got 200,000 views, right? And it's just a four-minute clip of this in interview. The interview gets millions of views because Jeremy Corbell's on there telling people all of this stuff. And I love how Corbell, he states things as fact without any uh, evidence uh, uh, to support those f facts or establish that those facts truly are facts. That's a problem. You know, I can make bold statements too, but without evidence to support those bold statements, those bold statements are worthless, in my opinion. Right. So I, I don't need to believe, I don't have the luxury of, of disbelief about this. You know, it is my job to speak with people in different levels of, of government and the military and pilots. And, you know, look, man, I, I don't have the luxury of disbelief. Yeah, and this is interesting because this man claims that he's in contact with all kinds of government people. And who? Who? Name them. It's all anonymous sources. It's all anonymous sources. You know, I mean, occasionally he'll speak with somebody on the record, right? Like Fravor or somebody else. But he claims that he's getting all this top secret information and people are whistleblowing to him and all. Great, name them. Who are they? Can I interview them? And where is he getting all of this material that he's making millions of dollars from? Well, maybe not millions, but he's certainly making tens of thousands of dollars on this stuff that's being so-called leaked to him from government sources. Can I get in on that? Right? And it's his job to talk to those people. No, it's his job to sell fake stories with no evidence, because so far, that's all Corbell has done. He has sold fake stories with no real verifiable proof or evidence. And these are absolutely fantastical claims, right? And what's his evidence? So far, a guy who ran a whorehouse and pretended to be a scientist told him that we have intact craft. A guy who ran a whorehouse and ripped everybody off for money right before he came out with his story, including his own parents, right? And married two women at the same time and ran a whorehouse, told him that we're reverse engineering alien spacecraft. That's real credible information, real credible sources. See, we have to hold his feet to the fire. You let him get away with saying this shit with no evidence, what do you think he's going to be saying next month? Even crazier, bigger, bolder bluffs, right? And again... I think we're making it a theme here, right? We're called Stephen Greer's bluff. By the way, I was just sick of Stephen Greer. We're going to finish the rest of that interview, and I have some new wonderful information on his bluffs to share with you, proving that Stephen Greer lied through that whole interview with Sean Ryan, and we've got some receipts to prove it. We'll be bringing that to you this week. But as far as this goes, I, you know, I, I don't even know what to say here because – so far, the only proof that he's provided of any of these things he's saying is, like I said, a convicted pimp fake scientist, a guy who pretended to be a scientist from MIT who never attended MIT, a guy who pretended to be a scientist who went to Caltech. He never went to Caltech. He did run a whorehouse. Jeremy Corbell is such a clown that his sources are fake scientists who ran horses. That's his evidence. A fake scientist that ran a whorehouse. Great.
I know for certain, and it has been proved to me beyond a shadow of a doubt, that we have full intact craft and machines that we've been trying to reverse engineer. And, and I'll just say it, ma'am, these machines, they're not from here. Great. Well, those are three huge statements and he knows for sure. And it's been proven to him. But you have to remember, this guy also believes that a fake scientist who ran a whorehouse is absolutely a wonderful source of information and an absolutely verifiable source of information. A, a guy who ran a whorehouse. Like, listen, I don't know where he, Jeremy Corbell is a rich kid. I'm just going to say it. And uh, and there's no jealousy involved with why I'm saying this. But look, rich dudes from California whose mommies and daddies have always paid their bills and given them money to live off of. Right. He's a trust fund kid or he ran his daddy's building. That was supposed to be his job before he was Mr. UFO. Did you know that he ran a, an, you know, like he was like the guy who picked up the rent checks and stuff. Right. And his daddy owned the building. I checked into that. Anyway, guys who grew up with too much money, they have too little sense, you know? And I'm sorry, but I'm just going to say this. I grew up on the mean streets of Philadelphia, and I knew pimps. He's never <laughs> – he doesn't know. There's one rule of pimps, okay? There's one rule with pimps. Don't leave any women around them. That's rule number one when you encounter a pimp. And number two, you can't trust anything a pimp says as being the truth. They exploit women and force women to have sex with strange men, and then they take all their money. That's what Bob Lazar did. He's a goddamn pimp, you asshole. Jeremy Corbell, you're trusting a pimp with groundbreaking information? Bob Lazar was willing to make women have sex with strange men and take their money. That's what kind of man Bob Lazar is. And if you need more information about what kind of a man he is, he married a second wife while he was still married to his first wife, and then his first wife killed herself, right? And let's look into Bob Lazar's bankruptcies right before he came out with his fake stories. And let's look into all of his business scammy dealings, right? And all the times he's been in trouble with the law for doing things like, oh, I don't know, selling fireworks chemicals with no licenses or selling material that someone allegedly used to murder their wife. Real credible source of information. But let's just hone in on the fact that he's a he's a pimp. Bob Lazar is a convicted pimp. A man who took money from women who had sex with strange men, right? Well, I don't know how strange they are, but this my, my point was that this man has never known the tragedy or the tribulations of somebody that had no other options, so may have been forced into sex work, right? He, he doesn't know what those women go through at the hands of their pimps, right? But he's going to trust a man that's willing to do that to not just one woman, but a whole group of them to tell him the truth. You know, while Bob Lazar wasn't running a whorehouse, you know, before that he was working on alien spaceships. Sure he was. Sure he was. Why did he lie about everything then, Jeremy 
Corbell. Why did why did Cor- why did you not tell everybody the truth about what he really did at Los Alamos? Why did you not tell everybody the truth that he was just a low level technician employed from Kirk Meyer? See, we have the truth here, and you have stories to sell to stupid people, right? And his source is a goddamn pimp. I'm not going to keep saying it. That's his. That's the quality of his sources. Somebody that would take advantage of a whole group of women and take their money, right? That's his source for this information that he claims is true. It's ridiculous. Whoever built these appear to be a non-human intelligence. Now, where they're from, because the word extraterrestrial means just not from Earth, but but also the word alien. You know, what is alien? Alien is anything yeah. that, that is yeah. alien to yeah. us, right? So I know for certain that there have been limited comms or communications with whoever these builders, yes, call them, occupants or builders of these craft are. Now, are we being told the truth when we've had these comms with these builders or occupants, right? Now he's claiming that we've had communications with these extraterrestrials. Listen, one of these four or five claims is incredibly out there right that one of them is completely and totally woo but making four or five of these claims in one four minute clip and offering zero evidence for each of the claims it's a little too much even for a ufo grifter right he's got to dial back the grift knob he's got his grift knob turned all the way up the grift knob is all the way up full on grift pull on the grift knob get him Turn it up to 11. Let's turn the Griff knob up to 11. We have intact, recovered alien spaceships. We're trying to reverse engineer them. Turn up the Griff knob some more. That's what he's thinking. Turn up the Griff knob. Get the Griff knob going. Oh, we've also been in communication with those aliens. We're in communications with them. Again, he has not proven a single statement so far. And, and that, that I have no idea. How could I possibly know? But I do know that we have reverse engineering exploitation programs for non-terrestrial technology. And I have brought forward witnesses. I brought forward, forward witnesses publicly as well as privately. I brought. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Which witness did he bring forward publicly? Bob Lazar. Okay. So he's taken his anonymous sources that aren't Bob Lazar to some other anonymous people. We've got multiple anonymous things going on here. But I can't tell you. It's a secret. Trust me, dude. This is the trust me, dude. School of ufology, right? 
who has he brought forth publicly? Nobody. Nobody except Bob Lazar. So I'm right. His his sources for all of this that we know about so far is a guy who ran a whorehouse. Great. Brought witnesses forward. So, so within government, people know who they are. And I'll be bringing a lot more people forward that have actually worked on these technologies. Verified, bona fide, no mystery. They've been part of these reverse engineering SAPs, special access programs. Oh, so You're look, man, it's terms. happening. Now, Down what is the implication of this? Great. So he, he's verified. Just like he verified Bob Lazar's educational credentials are true, right? He looks like a deer in headlights here. I, you know, I almost feel bad for him because the major problem here is that this is quite a huge bluff. Right? And by the way, I have half a mind to just end the show after this one clip, right? Because what's he going to do in a year when he doesn't prove any of this shit? I'm going to remember, right? We should start a countdown. When is, when is Corbell going to prove the things in this clip? And by the way, oh, I hope I'm wrong. This. And that's the huge question you just asked. You know, how could I possibly know? I know for me, I, I feel like I have a right to know, a need to know, and a, a personal duty to find out. But I also believe the global public has too. Look at it this way. If our universe, if the fabric of our reality, if the nature and the topography of what we understand to be real is... Yeah. This guy doesn't even understand that you don't trust a pimp to tell you the truth. But he's going to tell us that he knows that everybody else is wrong and he knows the secrets of the universe somehow. Vastly different than what we are being told. And that is known. That is known by certain parties from mathematics and physics and material science to just the idea that we are not alone in the universe. And not only that, but we have had contact for a long durational period. Maybe we can't His trust those right. we've had contact check with. Here. That's a big deal. Now, the reason for the secrecy, dude, this is like so obvious. Oh, yeah. Oh, the weapons. They can make weapons out of them. So it's also secret. It's also secret, right? To really grasp it. It's so simple. I love how he always is in a room with a big safe behind him as if to imply that he has anything like, you know, top secret stuff in his safe. It, this is such LARPing nonsense. This guy is a joker. Did you know? That before this, he ran a yoga studio. And then after that, that didn't work out for him. So then he ran a fake karate. Well, it wasn't karate. Um, it was uh, like uh, he just made up his own quantum jujitsu. He just made up his own martial art. And that didn't work out for him. Then he tried to be a fighter. And that didn't work out for him. Then he tried to be an artist. And that didn't work out for him. You know why? Because he has rich parents. This is a bored rich guy. That's what this guy is, a bored rich guy who's never had to work a day in his life, right? And here he is lying and making tons of money lying. I guess that's his, yeah, that's his work. Spread lies. This technology can be weaponized. We're talking about weapons of mass destruction. The actual propulsion system in these craft are gravitational. If anybody can catch up with the material science to making these materials, which you would need atomic layering in a zero gravity environment. How does he know you would need atomic layering in a zero gravity environment? Who has verified? What physicist? And I don't mean a fake pimp, fake physicist. 
I mean, real physicists have verified that that's what the alien spacecraft are using for reactors or propulsion. This is all Bob Lazar nonsense. And remember, he never proved anything about Bob Lazar, but we proved that Bob Lazar is not who he claimed to be. If we were able to replicate that, let's say China does, let's say Russia does, all of a sudden what happens is that country has an advantage beyond anything that has ever occurred in the history of humankind. Yeah, see, if you're going to bull this much, you got to have a good line of bull for why it's so secret, right? Yeah, we could solve all the world's problems with this technology, but we're just going to keep it all secret, right? And nobody's going to leak it out to industry, right? Nobody? Sure. So this is being taken very seriously by people within our defense department. I can attest to that personally that I know that to be true. This but he will never, he keeps saying, I know, I know this for a fact, but he has no facts to back it up. It's trust me, dude, trust me, dude, trust me, dude, trust me, dude. We got these alien spaceships. Trust me, dude, a pimp told me. Trust me, dude, uh, you know, we, we got, uh, we're reverse engineering them. Trust me, dude, we're communicating with these aliens. Trust me, dude, there's people in the government that know about this. Trust me, dude. There's people coming forward to me that are whistleblowers. Trust me, dude. Trust me, dude. There's people in the government. I know it. Trust me, dude. Where's the evidence? This is not a fringe topic. This is classified at the highest level of national security. Yeah, it's classified at the highest level of national security. But some clown that has been making the equivalent of, you know, World Weekly News documentaries full of lies, half-truths, and bull, he knows what's at the highest levels of classifications in the United States government, but nobody else does. Sure, sure, this seems plausible. Within your government, within my government, now we got some goodies and we're trying to work on them. But the big question is, how does it change humanity? How does it change the way that we interact with our family? How does it change the way that we prioritize our jobs, our work, what we do with our life? Once we learn that- Listen. That none of what he's saying changes anything except his bank account. That's the only thing that's changing here is his bank account. You still got to go to work tomorrow until he provides the evidence and the proof of all this. Then things may change. But again, what a big bluff. This is the biggest bluff that I think I have ever seen in UFO land. Well, maybe David Wilcock had bigger bluffs. But what's the difference between him and David Wilcock? What's the difference between his fake whistleblowers and David Wilcox's fake whistleblowers? It's just Corbell has better dramatization and better framing. He makes it a little more believable. That's the only difference. What's the difference between him and Corey Good? Very little. Stories with no proof, right? Richard Crawley with a kind and generous 699 Canadian says, Stephen, keeping it real and killing it with facts and common sense. Well, thank you for your kindness, generosity, and helping us to praise the cash. You know, it does feel good that despite the fact that we will always make 1% of the grifters, uh, we can get paid to tell people the truth and encourage people to critically think about these topics instead of lie to people. And we can still praise the cash. Thank you, Richard Crowley. Praise the cash, praise the cash, praise the cash. At least our cash clown is an honest cash clown, right? <laughs> I don't know so much about the rest, right?
Mr. Ian says, humans can't even drive road cars properly. Can you imagine them in the flying ones? Well, they're supposed to be here already, right? <laughs> they're supposed to be here. All right, he's almost done. That we are part of a bigger ecosystem, a cosmic ecosystem, and that distance and space and time is irrelevant to travel. Yeah, he knows how to break the laws of physics, right? And who told him how to do that? A fake physicist. Great. It changes the way that we deal with fossil fuels. It changes the way that we deal with our basic understanding of interfacing through electronics and communications. It changes everything, and it changes it now. No, it doesn't change it now because all you got is a, is a big old cart of bull. He's got a big old cart full of bull chips, right? And um, he has no evidence of any of this. He has proven nothing. And the claims get bolder and bolder. That's one thing you'll notice with the grift, with the grifter squad. Their claims get bigger and bigger and bolder and bolder. And yet their evidence gets smaller and smaller, right? We are slow to grow. That is true about humanity. We are slow to grow. But the thing is, we're smart, we're capable, and we do grow. It's time they open the books on the UFO topic. <laughs> yeah, let's open the books. Great, great. Zizix is here with a kind and generous $10 super sticker purchase. Thank you for your kindness, generosity, and your uh, support. And thanks for being a member. And we thank all of our members. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your generosity. Uh, thank you for your support. Okay, thank you, Zizix. I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah, he he. Maybe people are suggesting that maybe he was drinking before this interview. I mean, it very well. It very well could have had something to do with drinking, right? And of course, I lose the. Uh, and interestingly, Russell Brand does something interesting. I, I think that YouTube pissed off Russell Brand at one point. So Russell Brand does like a 15 minute part of the interview. And then he does the rest of it uh, on Rumble. I don't know how much of Russell Brand I can take. We have to fast forward it through the beginning. Uh, we've still got our fair use banner up. We're going to be going through parts of this interview he did with Russell Brand because there's some more gems in there and critiquing and commenting. And you can help by critiquing and commenting just put what your comments are as we go through this interview in all capital letters, and I'll share it on the screen. And thereby, you are helping me to make this a transformative work. And we'll with Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We'll also be sharing your comments and your questions about what is going on. Yeah, and uh Chuck Bam says Rumble pays him. Yeah, he got some kind of a contract to go do Rumble exclusive interviews. And by the way, you know, God bless all the people that are making money on Rumble because we started and so far we've made 50 cents. I'm not kidding you. I could, I'll show you. We made 50 cents in ad revenue so far. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know how they pay. Like, I can't even, I, I try to find out like how many, you know, like, for example, like, how many views do I need to get on Rumble that are monetized before I get $100 or whatever? If anybody has any resource guides for that, feel free to share it with me. Uh, so far, it's great to have a backup, though. I will say that. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to have that backup. But there's no money there unless you're a huge creator that they've given a bunch of money to, you know. But it is what it is. Let's get into the uh, inner. Oh, I did it again. Make sure we have the audio. And by the way, we don't often share direct from Rumble. Sometimes there's issues with that. So please let me know in the live chat if there is issues with that. Carbell, Jeremy Corbell. Are they real or are they a distraction? No, what are they afraid of? There are unknown aerial objects of the dance technology that are in, it fly with impunity in our airspace. It is they don't fly with impunity. And by the way, he lied his ass off on Larry King, too. Just just put now out admitted there. by our government. People don't know that. Like the ongoing work with the Department of Defense uh, regarding unidentified aerial phenomenon. Jeremy, what is the Mosul orb? This is a UFO. Yeah, we don't know who it's from. From the sky <laughs> will come. Yeah, we don't know what it is. Uh, it could be a puddle, though. Just putting that out there. It could be a puddle. Redemption. This is not science fiction. This is science fact. Science fact. But he has no facts to support his claim that it's science fact. From the stars, from the skies, from the ulterior realms, the extraterrestrial interconnector, Jeremy Corbell himself. All right, Jeremy. Hey, Russell. How you doing, man? I feel pretty positive. I'm really excited to speak to you at this exciting time in your like field Rumble. of expertise. Yeah, how are you, mate? Right. Want us there. I'm really good, man. Everything is awesome. You know, welcome to Planet Earth, the greatest show in the solar system. It's getting wild, man. Do you know where I want to start for our audience? There's so many people like myself that have been fascinated with UFO phenomena, with extraterrestrial life, how that, how this issue in particular could be at odds with the interests of the powerful because the it suggests that there's a whole new ontological perspective that we're not considering. It undermines our myths of progressivism, our understanding of our technology and how we got it, our understanding of scriptural writing, the Bible, the Torah. Could they have been influenced by extraterrestrial guides, the great symbology within the pyramids of Egypt? Like, so, but suddenly now, the mainstream media appear to be reporting on UFOs, utilizing UFOs to create if not a distraction, to certainly manipulate the mainstream narrative. Are you aware of what I'm talking about? And how do you manage that in your unique position, Jeremy? That's a good question. Yeah, look, it's really interesting that right now you're seeing it everywhere. But if you if you look at kind of what I was saying with George Knapp, 
all of this right now, these shoot downs of these balloons, this has been happening since like the 40s and 50s that we've had these platforms for reconnaissance. This is an absolute game show about UFOs. Now, no, this is ridiculous. This man is so misinformed of actual military history. Uh, you know, and I come from a family that has people within the military. We haven't shot anything down over the United States skies uh, since I, I don't know when. Uh, at least 60 or 75 years, there hasn't been anything shot down over the skies of the United States. So he's saying that this is happening. This has been happening. This balloon thing has been happening for years. No, it hasn't. This is a relatively new uh, phenomenon of us actually shooting down anything over United States airspace. He is completely and totally misinformed and just wrong. The phenomenon itself is real. There, there are unidentifieds, there are machines for, of unknown origin that yeah, uh, I agree that there that UFOs are real, because by definition, unidentified flying objects. There are things flying in our skies that are hard or difficult to identify, or which cannot be identified. So by definition, UFOs are real, but now he claims they're machines, they're this, they're that. That were fabricated by some nation, maybe here, maybe not from here. It's just been happening so long. So what you're seeing in the media is absolutely a manipulation of the phenomenon itself, but, but. This guy's gonna talk about manipulation. The guy who manipulated audiences to believe the Bob Lazar story was true by leaving out all the information that the Bob Lazar story is fake. He's gonna talk about manipulation. But, and remember, for the first time ever, we had a congressional hearing on this, uh, in, actually first time in 50 years, and what they were trying to do was destigmatize the reporting process. People are coming to me, as you can see from my releases, and I'm putting stuff out that should go up the chain of command. So what we are seeing also, other than the media creating a sideshow, is we're seeing a true attempt to get pilots to report this stuff without stigma, to reduce the stigma. So absolutely, there is a, a media spin, as always, we know that. But there he's, is a real and, and here's what's funny. And now people are looking. He's at complaining it. about the I'm, media spin. He's the UFO talking head expert on all of the media. But he's saying that the media is spinning it. Maybe that was a Freudian slip, Mister. You know, CIA psyop. You're the one on the media. Who's doing the spin then? If you're the guy on the media. I've never doubted the possibility. Of Corbell has had more media uh, appearances than perhaps any other so-called UFO celebrity, right? He's had more exposure and been on and, and been viewed by more people talking about UFOs than maybe anybody else in the United States or planet Earth, right? All in the media, whether it's Joe Rogan or these big podcasts like Russell Brand here Fox News, now he's working for CNN, and he's going to complain about media spin? He's the guy doing the spin. Of extraterrestrial well, life, even which I suppose is the most exciting possibility that could be lie behind these phenomena, that it's truly an expression of something non-terrestrial. What fascinates me now that I've become more immersed in the alternative media space is that during a period where there are escalating tensions between the United States and Russia, potentially even between the United States and China, 
we're hearing more of these stories. I was I grew up on things like Roswell, Bob Lazar, Bob Exlar, those whistleblowers, people that understood like extraterrestrial technology. Those things like or Timothy Good, Eric von Daniken. This like world fascinated me because I knew there was something significant in it. But it really it surprises me. It surprises me to hear the kind of sources that I've always been. Uh, cynical about, skeptical of, talking about them. You know, like uh, we were talking the production team here about how, like in a lot of your appearances on media, you'll go, now it's Jeremy Corbell. And uh, they use the X-Files music. Yeah. They kind of position it as a, almost as a, a now finally story. When I yeah, I'll, I'll give Russell Brand that. They did make a joke of it and always played those X-File sound-alikes and things like that. I think the media is taking it a little more seriously but it's still clickbait garbage, even from major news outlets that don't get the stories right most of the time. Actually, what we could be dealing with is some, but this is what I think we've come trained to understand, that any story or idea that could meaningfully impact the interests of the powerful are, are, are always tightly managed and controlled. You don't get given, like, you can take anything from climate change to war to the pandemic. The version of events that you're given is the version of events that's going to be most beneficial to the powerful. And with such a unique and unusual story like this one... <laughs> I think I, I just I got reminded of why I don't watch Russell Brand. How conforms to those parameters. The idea that now military personnel are talking, are speaking out, and we've all known, like, you know, about Foo Fighters and the way that even way back in the 40s, people talk about stuff and what about some of those ideas about that you know i know you know loads more about this stuff than i do like you know that the nazi party were interacting with extra all of i'm down for all of that stuff but now i'm always trying to alloy it to how is this being used to control us and it used to make sense when they wouldn't talk about it and they wouldn't admit it i'm like oh well it's definitely true i did but not know that like so we got the media two bored rich from, kids talking on a podcast struggling together. to adapt and i wonder how you're adapting yeah, so look, uh, make no doubt about it. There is spin on the UFO thing, but, but here you're seeing a collision right now. This is what I call acquisition anarchy. Right now, we are able to acquire these on what's called the ASA radar. So when pilots fly, they're seeing them, they're picking up on this collective radar. The phenomenon itself that include UFOs, radar it's become too, so prevalent. It, sure. it is absolutely ubiquitous across the globe. So, so what happens is, you have more people that are seeing these, that are reporting these, that have evidence, that have video. That's No, I have never made a video about John D'Souza, but I can tell you this. He never investigated anything paranormal for the FBI. He was a lawyer. Most likely he worked on things like warrants for the FBI. And there's some debate whether he's actually a lawyer or just has a law degree. Um, but largely, uh, I have not found very much information to support John D'Souza's claims. His claim is a lot, a lot like uh, Nick Pope's, that he's some kind of, uh, you know, Fox Mulder of the FBI. Go try to find any, go do FOIA requests for anything paranormal John D'Souza investigated. When you investigate things for a, a government agency, you write reports about it. There's no reports of paranormal anything with John D'Souza's name on it. So although I haven't drawn my final conclusions on him, I kind of put him in my mostly black basket with all the other grifters because he makes a lot of fantastical statements that you cannot verify, unfortunately. 
Um, but he did indeed work for the FBI for a time. Doesn't mean he investigated anything paranormal or he had any access to any secret information like he kind of claims to. That's why I've been able to obtain and release a bunch of pilot filmed video in different systems like FLIR, forward looking infrared, optics, IR. So we have corroborative visual evidence. So what's happening is the powers that be, they're like, oh shit, all of a sudden we're seeing these and we need to deal with it. How do we utilize that information to our benefit? So that's what you're seeing in the- Yeah, did you hear what he just said? How do we utilize that information, those pilot videos to our benefit? In his case, he monetizes them. He's monetizing everyone's curiosity. Media. However, independent journalism, journalists like myself and my mentor, George Knapp. He just called himself a journalist. I'm sorry, dude. You're no journalist. A journalist would have asked Bob Lazar real questions and not given him a softball circle jerk to sell a documentary that sucked. We are the kind of gatekeepers of this information because people see it be lost when they send it up through command. So they're reaching out to us, whistleblowers. And I will also say, yeah. Which which whistleblowers has he had besides Bob Lazar? Name one. He's got all these whistleblowers. He's got anonymous sources. Are people on the inside? I know them. They're trying to do the right thing. They're trying to open up what has been covered up. This is not science fiction. This is science fact. This is this is science fact. But there's no facts and evidence to support his claims absolutely 100% true. So what they're doing is they're putting into place absolutely 100% true, then you could prove it, but he never does. He never proves it. This is 100% true. Trust me, dude. Again, uh, we are nine minutes into the interview and I get it. Russell Brand, I, I was reminded why I don't really watch Russell Brand because I feel like Russell Brand doesn't do interviews. He does conversations and, and that's perfectly okay. I do that myself sometimes uh, but nine minutes in and all we got so far is trust me dude whistleblower protection act so someone like bob lazar he can now go in front of congress the senate intelligence committee he can tell them what he knows about secret programs and then he'll be protected because they have these reprisal uh kind of defenses that they built in. yeah and that's a good question if protections if protections are in place currently why isn't Bob Lazar testifying before Congress? Because maybe senators and congressmen are smarter and they know that he's a convicted pimp liar, fake scientist, right? But then again, they let Robert Salas in and that guy's getting abducted by aliens and all kinds of stuff. And his stories keep changing. You know, the uh, Maelstrom incident, the story has changed so much. And then he tacks onto it and he's getting abducted by aliens. He's testifying before Congress. Why not Bob Lazar, right? And by the way, for those that haven't really read that correctly, they can only testify before closed classified hearings, not public ones. So even if somebody did have really good information and they shared it with Senate Intelligence Committee, for example, we'd never hear about it. It's just going to be covered up, right? Like the rest of the cover up. Convenient. But the disclosure dorks all did you know, uh, a victory dance, like getting that passed is somehow going to bring us disclosure. No, it isn't. Into this, in the National Defense Authorization Act of 2023, Biden signed it. It's pretty crazy. So on one hand, you have people saying, oh, shit, we can't control this. We need to get ahead of it. 
On the other hand, you have journalists like me and George and people leak. He called himself a journalist a second time. And he's claiming people are leaking him all kinds of classified stuff, right? To us, but we obtain and release footage that is contained within classified briefings, but inherently unclassified. Yeah, and this is another thing. Here's this lie from him. He's getting footage that's contained in classified briefings, but it's inherently unclassified. This is cake and eat it too. You can't take something out of a classified briefing and give it to a journalist without getting fired, court-martialed, and arrested and convicted. But somehow, Corbell does. That's why I think he's an inside man. He's one of the Bobos. We've talked about Bobos before. When the CIA has a perception management operation and they're trying to manage perceptions or uh, push a narrative or public, they get a Bobo, right? Somebody like this clown, a clown who they can leak things to. And, you know, there's good evidence that he is a Bobo, because if I leaked classified information from classified briefings, the feds would be at my door the same day I leaked it. But somehow he always gets a pass for having all that, quote, classified, you know, material from, quote, classified briefings. You can't just take material out of a classified briefing and declare it unclassified and release it to the public. There's a whole declassification process that he seems to forget about. So how does he get away with it? So they're stuck between, you know, a rock and a UFO. They, they don't know what to do. But I do believe in humanity and in individuals doing the right thing. So this cloak of secrecy, this cone of silence is now being lifted to some degree. But we got to watch them. We got to watch them because it. they're going to spin it. Thanks they're going to change remember, it. Mr. They're going to lock it back up. And as soon as we get close to the goodies, which is the actual craft of unknown origin, not from planet Earth, as the New York Times reported this correctly, which is odd that they reported anything yes. correctly. But there we go. As soon as we get close to that, they're going to you try know, to lock it back down. And I've already it, seen Ramsey. it. Companies like Lockheed, Boeing, Raytheon, they're all looking how to obscure this information so they don't get busted in the crime of covering it up in the first place. So this does involve the deep state. It does involve the military industrial complex. If there are extraterrestrial technologies, if there are materials, substances, ideas that can be utilized for profit and for yeah, power, of course YouTube. they're going to find their way YouTube. into the hands <laughs> of the most powerful interests on earth. If you're watching this on YouTube or Twitter right now, we're going to click over to exclusively on Rumble. There's a link in the description. Join us there because I'm very excited to talk to Jeremy about the, I think I'm saying this right, the Mosul Orb, new video evidence that's, uh, video. that helps it's us to picture. understand just how extraordinary it this technology is. Me in particular, what I'm in interested in is stuff that's not of terrestrial origin and Lear how powerful interests are utilizing these, these technologies and what kind of ontological questions does it present us with i remember at the beginning of the pandemic before <laughs> now that we've all got a shared problem perhaps it's going to bring people together well that didn't work out quite that way click the link and join us on rumble me and jeremy are going to go a little bit deeper now jeremy what is the mosul orb and tell us is this a particularly significant sighting yeah, it's it's really significant that it was able to be seen by the public. So let me be very abundantly clear. There are these orbs, these spheres. You said Foo Fighters, which all the way back to World War II, you have these metallic spheres agree, that are traversing our um, restricted or, or war zone or combat areas. And what happens is 
through all of these decades, none of them ever have come out from military film until now. I was able to obtain this image, which by the way, was from a classified briefing about UFOs or what they call UAP, unidentified anomalous phenomena. That's the true definition now. Yeah, and again, uh, I, I'm just here to tell you, uh, listen, we have to be very clear. He he has confirmed again that he claims that this still image came out of a classified briefing, but somehow he it's not classified and he's allowed to release it. This doesn't make any sense. And I'm emailing Susan Goff asking, how is he able to release images from a classified briefing and he's not getting prosecuted is he getting investigated and by the way we shared we shared previously uh i'll i'll look it up we we have a freedom of information act request that there is absolutely zero zero investigations into who leaked all that other stuff that he had you know the pyramid boca spaceships and the video from inside the ship's command center, all of these things would be classified and there was no investigations into who leaked it to Jeremy Corbell. We have the documents to prove it. Friends, that's evidence that he's a bobo. That's evidence that he's a company man. And you know what company man means, right? He's in on this. He's in on all of it. Because if I took a, a still image or anything, any material from a classified briefing, and I released it on this show, the feds would be at my door. The feds would be at my door wanting to know who gave that to me. But somehow he's claiming that he's getting information out of classified government documents, briefings, videos, whatever, and he's somehow able to release that to the public with absolutely no consequences. And by the way, uh, for this one, the Pentagon and the government won't comment on whether that's a genuine image or not. So we still don't know whether it is or not, or whether it was classified, or whether it was from a government briefing. They won't comment. So we don't even know if he's telling the truth about any of this right now. And I was able to obtain it and release it. And this image is the first time the world is ever seeing one of these UAP from a conflict zone. Now, why is this important? People were laughing when I said it about a year ago until they start understanding that it's true, which is that we sometimes shoot at these unknowns. Again, he said that six months ago, he still hasn't proven. Listen, um, again, he has no idea how the military works. It's clear that he doesn't have any military people in his family or what, listen, if you're, for example, on, a, on an aircraft carrier and something is flying over your airspace and you have to shoot at it, there's a mountain of paperwork, right? You have to have authorization to shoot at it. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And all these reports get generated. If people were shooting down UFOs or UAP as early as last Friday, there'd be a mountain of paperwork and it would all be foyable. Guess what we have no record of? Anybody shooting down UFOs. This man is a masterful. Actually, he's not masterful. He's not even a good liar. It's so easy to pick apart what's what's happening here. I, I just don't understand you know, he's saying he's getting classified briefings. He's he's bluffing and saying we're shooting down all these UF, UFOs and UAP, but there's no records of any of it that anybody can find, right? He said he's all the logs. Again, he would be prosecuted if people were showing him logs from military aircraft or military, you know, naval ships. If people were showing him the logs for that, they'd be fired, they'd be prosecuted, and so would he. But somehow we're supposed to believe that this is all true and accurate. He gets a pass for releasing classified information from the military, right? And while he's getting a pass for all this, he's making tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars on those leaked materials from the United States government. Or he's in on it. He's in on the whole thing. We shoot at them. But not just us. We also know that Russia and Syria fire upon the same units, the same objects, which means it's not theirs. Now he's getting so whose is it? Now, this image, too. the Mosul orb, is from northern Iraq. Luckily, I was able to obtain it and, and release it. But here's the deal. It is from within a classified briefing. What was that classified briefing? That classified briefing, which was authored by a, a man named Jay Stratton, who, who yeah, ran UFO programs for the United States Look for a while. Look at that guy. Yeah, he put it in there. That's the guy who said ghosts followed him home. The same guy, right? Yeah, worked for Bigelow. He's a wackadoo. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great. Then what we have here is we have confirmation. And uh, to celebrate, listen, we're going to have to we're going to have to celebrate. So in order to celebrate. Jeremy Corbell is right now doing something that I call the wackadoo super duper prover maneuver. And we've talked about it in the past. What's the wackadoo super duper prover maneuver? It's when when one wackadoo who has no evidence or proof gets his so-called proof or corroboration from another wackadoo. I'm sorry, Jay Stratton is a wackadoo. People could say whatever they want about me. That dude's a wackadoo. And uh, just to celebrate our new merchandise store. I am going to send Jeremy Corbell a wackadoo super duper prover maneuver shirt. Congratulations. Jeremy Corbell is the first person to win uh, a shirt from our merchandise store. And yes, I have his address. I'm going to send him Jeremy Corbell. You just want a wackadoo super duper prover maneuver t-shirt because you're using 
the wackadoo super duper prover maneuver. When you've got no evidence and you're a wackadoo like Jeremy Corbell, what you got to do is just bring in another wackadoo to agree with you. It's the wackadoo super duper prover maneuver. Congratulations, Jeremy. I'm sending you a wackadoo super duper prover maneuver t-shirt because he just did it. He just did it. I can't believe it. He's using the wackadoo super duper prover maneuver. And by the way, saying Bob Lazar said is also worthy of an award of a wackadoo super duper prover maneuver shirt. It, it's the same. It's the same thing. You got no evidence, so just bring in another wackadoo. Kate pilots and aviators and our war fighters. Hey, this is what we're seeing. This is one of those UFOs. You should and can report it. We're not going to call you cuckoo. We get it. We see it on radar. We want to know more about it because if we shoot at these. If we shoot at these in conflict zones and we don't know whose they are, we could misidentify and have a fight between two countries because we're shooting at UFOs. Yeah, that's why they don't often shoot at UFOs. Once a threat is identified, but if you don't even know if it's a threat, this is very troubling. Very troubling. This happens on a daily basis. Our pilots a are seeing daily these basis. Our pilots are seeing these things. Again, no evidence. He, he states things as facts without facts and evidence to support that they're facts. Orbs. Now, they're also pyramid in shape. They're also cubes with spherical yeah, they're pyramid auras, in shape if they've got the pilots. right lens. So what you're seeing is an image they don't want you to see. It's from a video. They don't want you to see it. So the Pentagon is sitting there right now like, hmm, what do I do? Jeremy just released an image. We know it is from a classified briefing. It is of a UFO and we've designated UFO and it's in a classified briefing. What do we do? do we, are we honest to the public? That's what they're thinking. So right now, Susan Goh, who's or a woman who's the, the spokesperson at the Pentagon, is trying to figure out what to say. And right now she says, I have nothing for you. I mean, she says that to mainstream media. She says that to independent journalists. Well, they do got something for you. They got a four second video that they can release to the American global public. So I'm pushing, I'm pushing, trying to put gasoline back onto this fire, make sure that they try to put out in the right way to the. Yeah, essentially, he made another video essentially encouraging people to harass government workers to release more information about this when we don't have verification that it is truly where it, it truly came from where he says it came from. And since his source is a wackadoo, I would be very careful. I wouldn't go start harassing people for trying to cover it up when the source is a wackadoo. American and global public, what this is, this is a UFO, man, straight up. Or they it could make be sure a it's not a balloon. They make could sure a it's not a satellite. If could you ever see the video, which I hope you do, it moves to the right side of your screen to the left. It is under intelligent control, and it is not ours. It is not China's. It is not Russia's. This is not a balloon. This is this is an intelligent controlled machine that is advanced, and we don't know who it's from. It weaponizes my trust, yes. Jeremy, do you ever wonder what the philosophical and ideological impact will be of meaningful contact? Do you assume, as many experts in your field have over the last 50 years, that contact between non-terrestrial <laughs> entities and deep Rose, state officials has trademark, been ongoing. Super I, some, I feel that in order to ensure that people appreciate I'm gonna how make it significant happen, this 
story is, it's important to bring to the forefront. It's good to see you. Welcome. We're talking about something that will alter. And yes, our it is very generous of me. Of I don't have millions of dollars from lying to people like this cosmology, clown. Cosmology, geography, right? epistemology, understanding <laughs> of knowledge Gilead and history has to alter. Yeah, if way if we've been in regular, continual contact with UFOs. All of this is, is, of course, speculative. Agree, How PBR. could it be otherwise? But the Absolutely. possibility that human evolution has been impacted, influenced, even directed. Some of those uh, theories about uh, the, that we're living in a simulation start to have a different kind of grounding. We'll start with this, Jeremy. How? <laughs> Note to self, if you ever get interviewed by Russell Brand, you really need to take a pen and paper with you you got to write notes because this dude asks <laughs> really long questions, right? Lord Lucas is here with a kind of generous 4.99. Corbell released the Stratton interview, which he sat on for a year. Mosul Orb, just in time for an upcoming conference. Stratton, Corbell, and Knapp are headliners. Yeah. If he was truly after the truth, wouldn't he just release information when he gets it? No, he carefully times it so that whatever he has makes the absolute most money that it possibly can for him. He had that information for over a year, sits on it until he releases a podcast, and then suddenly he releases it. It's all about the money. It's all about the money with these clowns. Deep, do no you search for the truth. envisage this contact goes? You know, when you say the government, don't, the Pentagon don't want people to see the Mosul orb, what do you imagine in those vast nowhere hangars? What do you imagine is the kind of contact they've had? What do you think Reagan meant when he said at the screening of Close Encounters, there's only a few people in the room that know how real this stuff is? How oh, deep do you Lord. think the contact has gone? <laughs> and do you think it influenced? We forgot to praise the cash for Lord Ludacris. So thank you, Lord Ludacris, for your kindness, your generosity, and your support of the show. It is much, much appreciated. Thank you, Lord Ludacris. And Simon Fly chiming in, and I agree with him, says it's a money-making venture. So I believe so too, Simon Fly. And by the way, Simon Fly has a killer new music video we are going to play here. Uh, rem I, I have to suck it into StreamYard. I'll do that while we're listening. This is events here. Right. So I, I don't need to believe. I don't have the luxury of, of disbelief about this. You know, it is my job to speak no, with people in different levels of government and the military and pilots. This is the big, and, this is the big know, look, bluff man, right I, here. I don't have the luxury of disbelief. I know for certain, and it has been proved to me beyond a shadow of a doubt, that uh, we have full intact big. craft Time and machines that we've been trying to reverse engineer. And, and I'll just say it, man, these machines, they're not from here. Whoever built these appear to be a non-human intelligence. Now, where they're from, because the word extraterrestrial means just not from Earth, but, but also the word alien. You know, what is yeah, alien? Is alien is anything that, that is alien to Let us, me, uh... right? Show witnesses publicly as well as privately. It's the implication of this. And that's the huge question you just asked. You know, how could I possibly know? I know for me, I, I feel like I have a right to know, a need to know, and a, a personal duty to yeah, find out. But I also believe the global, global public can be weaponized, 
We're talking about weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, yeah, guys. weapons. Let's say China does. Let's say. Yeah. And only he knows about all of this with his anonymous sources. And trust me, dude. Change the way that we prioritize our jobs, our work, what we do with our life. Once we learn that we are part of a bigger ecosystem, a cosmic ecosystem, and that distance and space and time is irrelevant to travel, it changes the way that we deal with fossil fuels. It changes the way that we deal with our basic understanding of interfacing through electronics and communications. It changes everything, and it changes it now. It doesn't we change it until you show some evidence. That is true dude. about humanity. We are the only thing that changes is, is Jeremy's bank smart, account. We're it's capable, bigger. and we do grow. It's time they open the books on the UFO topic. You know that if you change our understanding of sort of, I don't know if you call it post-Newtonian physics, our understanding of distance, space, time, velocity, the way that this gravity based propulsion system suggests that we and by the way then uh, i suppose you have to similarly right here russell brand is just repeating bob lazar talking points it, it's never been proven that aliens or ufos use a gravity-based propulsion system it's been said by people promoting bob lazar but it's never been proven and here he is repeating jeremy corbell and bob lazar's own talking points back to Corbell in an interview. Great, great research. Examine the worldviews and philosophies that have grown out of the scarcity and limitation-based ideals that are underrated by that. Like te the temporal ideology, time is limited and linear, you know, those sort of obviously some of Einstein, or the theory of relativity challenges that, that space is a sort of an absolute commodity but there are things in quantum physics that query that about sort of like objects traveling beyond the speed of light for example or you know the objects might not be right when you're talking about sort of quantum phenomena so it just seems that it seems then i wonder what it's it becomes difficult to envisage what the ideologies and philosophies of a species of beings that are able to operate at that level might be and suggest to me at least jeremy that they might regard us more like flora and fauna rather than peers that yeah, that's one part of the fermi paradox and um, many scientists have said essentially they don't care about us because when we walk by an anthill we don't care what they're communicating about what their level of technology is, what their society is like, because they're so beneath us. We'd be more we farm territory rather than yeah. shared accounts. And I am sort of thing Neil Grass Tyson sort of said when he was on Astro by Zero Locks. It's pretty cool. we're two percent two percent presentable of cultures. We understand it. It is really two percent yeah. more. It's hard to listen than to. Us would have access percent would have access. I didn't even conceive of. That's why in our conversation, we continually move between what's them true. Heroes of this are you know any area where we're getting involved in speculation and conjecture <laughs> is you want.
Why well, you have to be decentralized? Yeah, zero zero. I'm Welcome, I agree. Much like I their know. machinery zero to move two. from the quantum realm to the cosmic realm to move between. Well, if this is true, then what does that mean? If this is true, what does that mean? Because that's what fascinates <laughs> Mr. West me. I suppose your um, uh, relationship with Bob Lazar must be super significant to you because he's a person that's been in this space for a long time. Uh, like some, uh, I suppose most people that are fans of our channel, members of our community, will be familiar with him. But my understanding is that. Bob Lazar was a, a sort of an independent engineer that was asked to work on something. No, there we go. Russell Brand is right now repeating back to Jeremy Corbell, Bob Lazar, and his own talking points. It's never been proven that he was anything other than a convicted pimp. And recovered technology and, uh, you know, and had to sign all the usual stuff that you might imagine and has subsequently gone on to speak at length. And there's a lot of, I've seen a very uh, successful video between you, with you and Rogan and Bob Lazar talking about like, you know, is he legit? Is he the real deal? Uh, here we go. We're going to get some super duper proven maneuvers. And I know that you believe he is, and I believe he is. And I, I, I wonder. Yeah, so there you go. There's no objectivity here on this program. Because both the interviewer and the person being interviewed believe Bob Lazar is real and legit. Um, no. And it's it's kind of ridiculous, right? So uh, Russell Brand just believes him. How significant his contribution is to this conversation and how his contribution alters with these recent spate of revelations. Sure. So let's talk about Bob Lazar, but I want to touch upon the first thing you said. You know, we're, we're living in a data-rich environment, but we're like data-poor in the way that we, we, we see it. We look at it. The scientific community, even our friend Neil deGrasse Tyson, has made statements where we realize, oh, man, they really got to catch up. They're not exposed to the data. I see Congress and Senate not having <laughs> as great briefings as George Knapp and I one. do as journalists, yeah, and, and that's concerning. That's it is. real concerning. All about so the first You're thing right. you talked about was what's the intent? You know, we an ant farm, you know, let's go real dark to real light. Then we'll get to Bob Lazar. The, the real dark is, look, man, when we got cattle, what do we do? Do we treat them uh, poorly from their perspective or do we feed them, give them water, make sure they're healthy with antibiotics? But they're a commodity to us. That's just the truth He's about the you know, meat Bob industry Lazar here question. in the United States. He has no evidence so that Bob Lazar is legit. Is, what's he going to say? Oh, yeah, Bob Lazar is definitely legit because I checked at MIT and he was definitely a scientist. No, he wasn't. You know, he, he he's talking in circles right now to avoid offering any evidence or proof that Bob Lazar. The question was, is Bob Lazar legit and what is his revelations and their relation to recent news happenings? Oh, man. Yeah, they're taking he's talking about cows and nonsense and garbage care of us because we're some sort of commodity. Right. Then the other side, the lighter side is hey, man, they've been here a long time. This is obviously some sort of reconnaissance program or some sort of thing where there is interest with human consciousness and these uh, you know beings, these non-terrestrial beings that seem to uh, build and operate these craft. So it's kind of like Again, poison. non-terrestrial beings that seem to operate this craft. Stating facts without any facts and evidence to support those as facts. Who you are will, will really reflect in your answer, right? It's like the evidence shows us that they've been here a long time. But how you answer what you think the intent is. What evidence? The evidence shows us they've been here a long time? What, have you been watching ancient aliens, you dummy? 
Where, where, where does the evidence? The, there's evidence that there have been unidentified objects in the sky for many years, but there's little or no evidence that those things are piloted by aliens from other star systems. I'm sorry. I wish it was true more than anybody, but there's no evidence to support that. He always does this. He states facts. He states things as if they are facts without any facts actually in evidence to support his claims. It's all speculation. You know, we know UFOs oh, are real. We know there he goes. He finally told the truth. It's all speculation. They're made by somebody, you know, not from here. But what they're doing here, it will reveal more about us than it will about them. Now, whatever that truth is, let's move on. Bob Lazar. For those of your audience who don't know who Bob Lazar is, I, I think the best way to learn about him is just watch the documentary I made on him because I tried to humanize him. Because yeah. Watch the doc documentary because it's filled with a story from 1989 that was never proven in 1989. And I recycled it to make millions of dollars in the 2020, you know, or 20, maybe that came out in 2016 or 2017. He's a human, first of all. And second of all, because people would dismiss what Bob Lazar said by attacking who he is, by attacking his persona, his individualism. And nobody attacked that, they attacked his evidence. You know, uh, really good, incredible researchers like, uh, I don't know, Stanton Friedman and Michael Schratt, really good, incredible researchers attacked his educational claims, attacked his job history claims. They didn't attack him as a person. They attacked his false statements. That's a real mistake. That's actually a very dangerous mistake when, when you can't separate the message from the messenger, what it is that we know from what it is that we think. So Bob Lazar was tasked by the United States military in 1989 to reverse engineer a, a propulsion system that was non-terrestrial. It was- Here we go, again, stating these things as facts. Bob Lazar was tasked by the United States government. What evidence do you have that he actually worked for the United States government? He has none, none, no evidence whatsoever. In fact, there is ample and supportive evidence that he did not ever worked for the United States government. There is ample and supportive evidence that he lied about his credentials, his education, his work history, his flying into Area 51. Statements and facts without any evidence to support it. He just said, Bob Lazar got tasked to work on these flying saucers and they were built by aliens. Where's the proof for any of this? There is none. There's no proof of anything. This is a belief system. It's it's like it's like religion. It's it's his belief that this is true. He has no evidence that it's true. It's from a spaceship. It was absolutely from a disc-style spaceship. He called it the sport model. Yeah. He had Bob Lazar worked on a spaceship. What evidence do you have that that was a spaceship that he worked? Well, I don't have any evidence. Do you have any evidence he actually flew into Area Fifty One? No, I don't. But we have evidence he never did, right? We have evidence his education is fake. We had evidence that he lied about his work history. He lied about being a scientist. He was never even a scientist. Cute little nicknames for all of them. I have proved that he worked out at Area 51. I he has never proven that Bob worked at Area 51. He just lied through his teeth right here. Where? Where did you prove he worked out at Area 51? You never did. You never did. You just lied to Russell Brand and everybody else. Where's the proof he worked at Area 51? Jeremy Corbell 
has zero evidence or proof that Bob Lazar ever worked at Area 51. But we have proof here that he never flew into Area 51. You kind of have to fly in to work there. He would be on the logs. He's not on any of the logs. End of story. Bust it. We just busted Corbell lying. Where did he prove that Bob Lazar worked at Area 51? He's never proven that. But we've proven that he's never stepped foot on Area 51. And hey, Jeremy, you dummy, you kind of have to step foot on Area 51 to claim you worked there or to prove that he worked there. We proved he never stepped foot on Area 51, never flew in, never flew out like he claimed. I have talked to other employees that saw him go there and get off the bus and drive down to, to S4, which is the name of the building where he yeah, worked. S4 does exist. Here we go with the super duper prover maneuver. An anonymous source told me Bob worked there, so I proved it. Terrestrial technologies. We had nine intact craft. This is fact. There is, uh, he just said nine intact craft, and this is fact. Whether people want to believe it or not, it doesn't. I would love to believe it, but all the evidence seems to suggest that you have no evidence for any of this. Change the fact. You got to wrap your head around that reality ain't what it used to be. We now know it's true. So we don't know it's true. There is a mountain of evidence that it's not true, and there is no evidence. He can't prove any of the shit he just said. Another big, huge bluff. Another big, huge bluff. Bob Lazar is kind of like a whistleblower, except he did so because he was fearful for his life. Because that Whistleblowers have consequences. We've said it before. I'll say it again. You know who's a whistleblower? Chelsea Manning. You know who's a whistleblower? Julian Assange. Edward Snowden, right? They all had consequences. What consequences have Bob had? Well, he made a lot of money, right? Despite what Corbell and Knapp say, Bob Lazar tried to cash in every chance he'd get. He made a lot of money on his story. He had no consequences, right? None. Time, and I see it up to this day, by the way. I see it up to this day. Witnesses that have come forward to me are threatened, and they are threatened by people that are within special groups within government. Name the corroborating witnesses of Bob Lazar. George Knapp pulls this bluff, too. It's a bluff. Who are the corroborating witnesses of Bob Lazar that are getting threatened? Name them. They can't because the story is fake. And we're not standing for that anymore. That's why Congress and Senate did this Whistleblower Protection Act. So how significant is Bob Lazar and how does it relate to what we're seeing in the news? Bob Lazar is probably the most central significant person when it comes to the public knowing about our government, our military, reverse engineering, alien spaceship from other worlds. <laughs> and remember, remember now, the most significant person when it comes to people knowing about alien spacecraft and a cover-up and back engineering is a fake scientist who ran a whorehouse. That's the most significant person they have. A fake scientist with a fake education and a fake work history who ran a whorehouse, a pimp. That's the best witness he has a convicted pimp fake scientist. He just said it himself. That's the best, most important person in all of this, a fraud. That's Bob Lazar. That's what he did. And George Knapp brought him forward. Now, today, what we're seeing, man, George Knapp and I said, very beginning, when you see these shoot downs, the United States pops a balloon with a missile. By the way, they didn't even hit its center. It was down to the right. Whatever. When you see that on national TV, what are you really seeing? 
those balloons have been around forever. If we really cared about secrecy within the United States, so no exploitation from China doing this kind of reconnaissance, we would worry about our cell phones much more than we're worrying about a floating balloon that we shoot with a missile on national television. And, and then, and then we get all these other shoot downs. Oh, can't find the debris. I'll just tell you, these are not UFOs. These are balloons. And this- Well, he finally told the truth. Yeah, they were balloons. They were just balloons. And all of UFO land going crazy because certain, listen, and that's another issue. Certain show hosts were lying to everybody, telling them the government's lying. These are really aliens or alien probes or alien spaceships or alien spacecraft. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Welcome to the circus. This is all theater. Everything you're seeing from the mass media is absolute theater. He's a member of the mass media. He's a guest on Tucker Carlson, on Fox News, on CNN, on MSNBC, on other networks, on major, major podcasters. He is a member of the media. Oh, and this is this is all theater. For once, he's telling the truth. He is a central figure in the theater of media surrounding UFOs and aliens. And so far... He has made millions of dollars and brought us and brought us no proof of anything he ever said being true. Zero. Zero. Jeremy Corbell is a clown that sells fake stories for money. He's a clown. Amazing. He's going to tell everybody about the theater. Other than when I do uh, an interview with knowledge. Other than when he's involved. It's only theater when he's not involved. If he's involved, we're getting the truth, right, from his fake scientist friend that he made millions of dollars off of. CNN or something, because I fight for that. I make sure the truth is being brought out. Mm -hmm. So Bob Lazar gave us the basics. And then from there now, you're seeing this kind of sleight of hand thing going on the surface level, but underneath the surface, there are people very interested to hear from people like Bob Lazar, who know the names of the programs, who had hands-on experience, and who actually worked on these things unsuccessfully because we don't have material science. Great. Then that means he's going to be bringing forward those people's names, right? And other people can get interviews with them, right? Or is this all one big bluff? But that is also happening in tandem right now, is good people, patriotic people, are trying to find out What's up with UFOs? What do you think the spiritual connotations <laughs> of this are? I remember one well, aspect that's all of with Stephen Greer. Stories about these encounters, some sometimes even contemplation of these encounters, sometimes even with like military personnel that have had experiences, is the kind of uh, return of awe and wonder. This kind of deep connection we have with celestial bodies you know, Ezekiel's wheel, Jacob's ladder, the idea that from the sky will come redemption, that from the sky will come the rapture, that the sky is the place from which the prophets descend to us. What do you think about this aspect of this story that is, well, even when you talk about the propulsion systems of these craft, which you say is uh, verifiable, and now there's certainly a lot more significant evidence than there. Yeah, he says they're verifiable, but he has no evidence to support that they're verifiable. What a clown. Ever has been. We are talking literally and By the way, every time I do one of these shows, beyond materialism. And, and I talk about Corbell honestly, I get attacked by a bunch of sock puppet accounts. So I'm just bracing myself 
for a bunch of nameless, faceless accounts to come after me and tell me how wrong I am about Bob Lazar. When meanwhile, all of the evidence that we present is verifiable. And what does that mean? That means that any any researcher can go after us and find the same information, that Bob Lazar's education is fake, that he lied about his work history, that he never flew into Area 51, that he lied about what he did at Los Alamos. All of those things are verifiable from on-the-record real sources. We don't use, you know, the trust-me-dude method of research here. And that's what that's what really bothers me sometimes, you know? They still may be measurable, but we're talking about energetic forces that, are def that defy our understanding. Yeah, here we go. How defy the laws the of physics. Material. Everything defies the laws of physics, but no physicist, not a real one, has stepped forward and confirmed that. Only fake physicists that ran whorehouses say that. And we're just supposed to believe a fake physicist that ran a whorehouse. Reality operates. So what do you feel that the, the connotations of this are? spiritually and do you feel that this is something that will become more relevant as we contemplate this subject or do you think it will become like many things do about resources and power yeah well we have to defend against things that are spiritual in nature you know becoming twisted you know they always become twisted because of you know greed and shame and all sorts of things that humans come along with whenever He's we're born talk about right greed. so here's the deal man uh when, when you say something is, is spiritual, I agree, me, that, Lord, that's Lord, very Lord. physical, right? So now. the idea of spirituality, just personally to me, you know, it's got to be something that ridiculous. we can consistently tap into. So the idea that He's we're the same part of this bigger Zonda. ecosystem is a deeply spiritual idea for, for me. When I look up correct. to the stars and I see how vast the universe is, I don't feel disconnected. I feel more connected. All of a sudden, I'm getting goosebumps, man. All of a sudden, I realize that that reality is not what we thought that, that there's there's a a kind of interconnectedness that we have with the stars themselves with the with the molecules and the elements that have formed us and i look out there and i think okay. of course there's advanced intelligent life that has survived and gotten along you ever notice, you gotta get along to survive obviously you ever notice that everyone from elizondo to gary nolan to this clown they always do you know half of the interview will be philosophical ramblings about maybes, possibilities, hope so's, and some days, right? Because they can't fill an interview with actual evidence or actual proof. So they got to talk about something, you know? Uh, Elizondo was a master at talking for two hours and saying nothing and offering no evidence or no proof. I swear these guys uh, always go in circles. It's like they, you know, they must, you know, work, go to the same media training school. Like, here's how to say nothing during the interview. Here's how to get by. Here's how to dodge questions when the interviewer asks you for evidence or proof, right? Amazing. 150 years of technological innovation, we can already blow up the earth. So you got to get along to survive. And the fact that that has happened and the fact that there is another intelligence visiting here, if not one, I mean many, durationally, tells me that there is something precious. There's something precious about human consciousness. There's something precious about the physicality of existing in a Goldilocks planet spinning and orbiting through the cosmos, which is Philosophical Earth. Philosophical ramblings, I have no evidence. The third planet I have no from the sun, proof. right? And that there's BS so many more of those. This so when you say spiritually, for me, it's a very physical man. It's what I'm connected to. It's what you're connected to. 
what all connects us, which is that there is something greater and bigger <laughs> and just absolutely um, pure creation and, and curiosity thanks, and exploration. You, that is all Thanks there. for being a member. I always a make the joke, you know, my curiosity has been weaponized, you know, but it's true. Yeah. I can't be a passive consumer of trying to be on his curiosity has been monetized. <laughs> and Mr. Fish says, send cowbell a clown nose or shoes. He is not worthy of a t-shirt. I agree with you. Uh, and thank you for your kindness, your generosity and your support of the show. And uh, thank you, of course, for helping us to praise the cash. You guys are making it rain up in here. Praising the cash. Tell people the truth instead of lying to them. Praise the cash, Mr. Fish. Thanks for being a member. You help us praise the cash so much, you're making it rain up in here. It's like a money machine tonight. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate the support. Very, very, very kind of you. On the frontier of knowledge, I'm not a good mathematician. I'm really, you know, not that great at geography. But one thing that He's I not am that great at, at anything but is continuously asking questions great because I'm a curious person. Curiosity so the spiritual weaponized. implications for me is that there is an unlimited amount to earn in a limited amount of time. Our lifespans are this big, man, this big. So what can we do in that time to grow and learn and evolve and change the way that we interact with the world? Yeah. That is a spiritual concept. Yeah. And People call me a CIA disinformation agent sometimes, Edgarian. But um, here's something that you should know. Um, Jeremy Corbell might be a government disinformation agent because if I took information from classified briefings and released them on YouTube, I would get arrested. I would get investigated and I would get prosecuted. But somehow he just makes money from government classified information and there's never any investigations and he never gets arrested and neither do any of the people leaking him any of the information that he's making money from it's a great scam i want in on it i want in on it i want to sign up to get that classified you know images and films that i can make tens of thousands of dollars on right? that is how it transforms people when they see something not of this world, when they personally encounter something that is so far beyond the box, they realize there is no box, it forever changes the way that they interact with the rest of humanity. We're getting a lot of love in our locals community. You can click the button and join it. Not you, Jeremy. You're here contributing to the show directly. Although you could, because we do a lot of great content there. A weekly show, my stand-up special, so much stuff on there. Sensitive Heart 25 says, Hey, Russell and Jeremy, I love the spiritual part of this conversation. I feel in awe of heavenly bodies, and I feel connected to them since the death of my father. Thomas Beard says, Love thy neighbors from hell. Claude, at Claude says, We're being pushed to evolve. Peace, love, and light with Connected to stars head. and planets, blessed old bird, from dust we came, and to dust we shall return yeah, to beautiful images. Everything Sign is physical, up. says Rachel Collum, and, 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 uh, and I'm ready for the big money. Is physical. So people are, are enjoying the sort of scope and scale Ed, of this conversation. Enjoying this conversation I'm ready for on the big Click money. the button and become a member of yeah, our Russell Brand doesn't community. Have enough money. I'm minded, Jeremy, about too. the uh, terrestrial advances that are currently being made in technology, and I know that there is an argument that Good often when there are 
significant leaps in technological advances. It's that the, the new utility has come from much of this reverse, yeah. reverse engineered and captured technology. On the precipice of this AI revolution, which is currently being discussed primarily in economic terms, somewhat yeah. in ideological another, terms, because the another, AI is obviously being programmed. There's another data point someone. that supports that he's in on it. Corbell was thanked in Congress during the first five minutes of the UAP hearings last year. Yeah. Since when does the government thank people who are releasing so-called, quote, classified information, unquote, right? He's in on it. He's a bobo, Steve Long. The CIA loves bobos, right? They want some information put out. They need a bobo. He's the bobo. One is also being discussed in geopolitical terms, like who masters AI technology, like you said about these uh, gravitational propulsion <laughs> devices, will good, have a good, significant advantage as the yeah. uh, you know as we, as we move forward. Don, Don Huber with the great point says, everyone who doesn't have special friends and releases anything classified, they end up dead before their documentary is released, like the zero point dude. Well, we covered that, Don Huber, and I do think that that was just a tragic case of suicide. You can search for Mark McCandlish on, from our main channel with the little magnifying glass. We did like three shows on that investigating that. Him, I think, he, he was depressed for a long, long time. W.L. says, brilliant show. PBR says pulling the ripcord can't listen to Brand's fan mail. <laughs> yeah, we don't have much. This isn't very long. We've got uh, 15 minutes to go. We're gonna I wonder what you think about the advances in AI and whether or not these are the kind of technologies that have had an influence from uh, non-threshold. Yeah, check it out. That was good work, Don. Yeah, it's, it's really quite work. possible if you look at the evolution of our science and also the phenomenon and our connectivity the to the UFO phenomenon. Sign? But just look at it this way from my perspective. When AI becomes indistinguishable from actual sentient intelligence, yeah. what is sentient intelligence? So we get to the point where- Now this guy with no background in computer science is an expert on AI. Did you ever notice that these talking heads are experts on everything? Oh, I don't know. I've spent my whole life on compu in computer science, you know, uh, but some guy that, you know, ran a condo for his dad and ran, uh, let's see, a- yoga studio and a fake martial arts studio he's going to tell us all about ai sure there's this ai artificial intelligence that is indistinguishable from sentient intelligence so who are we to judge so once you get there to that point then you start looking at well can biology itself the, the computer mechanism of zeros and ones that make up our dna and rna and that sort of thing if that merges programmably with this artificial intelligence, which we're already seeing happen, by the way, once that merges, where the biological connects with this sort of artificial intelligence or programming, and we can program this intelligence into biology, then you get what people speculate about, like... <laughs> this is complete and total nonsense. I'm sorry, I have a background in computer science, and I'm qualified to tell you that... Jeremy Corbell is trying to bluff his way through and he doesn't know anything about artificial intelligence, period. These alien greys or something like this, that these are oh, yeah. sentient it's it's the biological sure. organisms, but are actually artificial intelligence embed. So that's the idea here is that in the future, if UFOs, maybe they represent us from the future. I don't know. 
So here's the deal. Now you said there if were we aliens the whole time. Now they're humans from the future. And we have that absolute point Make up of your mind. And that's what people say that some of these entities that operate these craft, that they are connected to the craft themselves. That Jeremy, the I've got the assignment to take your money. It's your DNA. <laughs> that, that's, that's part of what's said. And what's also said, and I don't know this to be true by any oh, means, me this is just what's asking, said well, and you're I wanna, asking. I want to see that. Is it these kind of uh, artificial cyborg intelligence, biological yet machine-like through their DNA, and that these beings, that they were created. So their creator is actually another physical being so if that is true and if, i don't know but if that were to he says be true, i don't know it would be well, really interesting to see might be aliens might, might be time sport. travelers so i don't know i don't know and how there's a seeding it's called directed panspermia the idea that there's something from an external oh influence that comes in and seeds dna and it see and, and if you look at dna and the way this that it is, is created we can absolutely replicate it we can actually build beings which is so bizarre we can already do that so you know if you think about it that way everybody can become a creator a creator of life so if that answers your question it's really bizarre no it terence doesn't mckenna used question. to speculate that there was something peculiar about mathematics being a kind of language of nature that why ought there be observable grammar and templates in the natural world much of buckminster fuller's work uh, focused on the fractal patterns that emerge out of nature that the is an expression of a kind yes. of central yep. intelligence i'm fascinated when you talk about the you know the, the various <laughs> ways and i know you're just speculating don, fun because the type of don huber is having. great this is a great comment i theorize that the quantum flux of the spiritual mrna of ai as it relates to artificial cyborg 7d Direct at panspermia, we can actually build beings. Uh, I think you said it better, Don Huber. This guy is an idiot. He's about as dumb as a rock, this clown, which explains why he's a CIA bobo. The, the, the various uh, the directions that we could go in when speculating on this subject, is it future, us is, there's a, there's a vast mythology around this subject, which of course is nice, you know, now becoming a little more refined it. as we deal with the you know, scientific you know, aspect of. You know what, Steve Long? I think that people are getting tired of this style of so-called ufology. They really are. And they're getting tired of third phase of fake and Stephen Greed and all of these UFO profiteering clowns that never have evidence but always want your money. People are getting tired of it. And uh, we hope that we will be on the forefront of a new level of actual people with integrity that look into these subjects seriously. Don't lie to the audience, right? I hope so. I hope things change. Of it and the evidence-based aspect of it, which is obviously significant because the kind of space we operate in, I mean, cultural space, means that those are the things that are going to have value. What do you think, though, of the uh, the idea that no there worries, are various hey? species? I, I liked reading about, like, you know, greys. And what about also, mate, the more... In the yeah, good old days, the conspiracy theory, which we have internet. to be extraordinarily cautious around, nonsense. there was this idea that there were reptilian interdimensional All beings that are. were operating behind, for example, the British royal family, shapeshifting, well, and all that kind of stuff. Man, I know this is not your expertise in journalism, right. that you focus much more on what is empirically Corbell, demonstrated, and I respect that. Super duper but prover as a, a, a passionate man on this subject, have you looked into that dude. kind of stuff? And what are some of the more fascinating aspects of that kind of mythology and let's call it a mythology to represent it might demonstrate true emotions but it's certainly not empirically true at this point 
Right. So, I mean, that, that base question is, you know, are we being visited by a non-human intelligence and, you know, but are they among us? And, and really famously, a man named Robert Bigelow from Bigelow Aerospace, who's oh, put yeah. more private money Bigelow. into researching the, the UFO programs he than anybody else. Money in, but guess what? He's a wackadoo. Now he's going to bring in another wackadoo super duper prover maneuver. And he's going to talk about stuff that wackadoo Bob Bigelow. Remember, he wasted $22 million of taxpayer money investigating his own ranch. Great. He actually helped fund uh, some of these UFO programs and worked with the Defense Intelligence Agency. So this is a guy that knows a lot. And, and he went on uh, 60 Minutes. He went on Joe Rogan and he didn't know shit. And he very famously said, you don't got to look far, basically, for, for, these, for these beings. They're right under your nose. And he kind of like laughs a little bit. Well, that's coming from a guy who actually has direct knowledge about a lot of this stuff. So what it wouldn't surprise knowledge? me. Uh, he, he's the one who was promoting stories about werewolves, right? People were getting drunk and faxing him fake stories about werewolves and dino beavers at his ranch. Is that what he knows, Jeremy Corbell? He's a bigger clown than Corbell. If there was some... By the way... Bob Bigelow started a business with Bob Lazar, and then he realized that Bob Lazar was a fraud, so he he put the business in the trash, right? Sort of uh, non-terrestrial being that, that is actually here living among us. Like it, it wouldn't surprise me. To, again, this is speculation, no idea. You're very gracious in saying, "Yeah, I'm I'm a nuts and bolts person." My family thinks I'm fucking nuts, but I am nuts and bolts and that I, I try to focus on the things that, that I can really prove because I want to know. He can't, he tries to focus on the things he can prove. Then why has he focused on three major documentaries with, whereby he proved nothing? He proved nothing from those three major documentaries. Oh, the truth. I could speculate all day until I have evidence. With that said, it is really fun to think about this. So if there are other types of beings, let's go through them. So you could have extraterrestrial, you know, not here, you know, from planet Earth. You could have extra temporal, not here from our time. You could have extra dimensional from another dimension that is simply sitting right on top and imperceivable to us at most times. Yeah, he's, here he is just repeating talking points of wackadoos throughout the 70 year history of UFO mythology. Just repeating you th all kinds of unproven theories. It's speculation. That's all we get from these clowns, speculation. I don't really know what dimensions mean. Our good buddy Joe Rogan you know, said something about 40-something dimensions. I said, I can't even live in this one. I don't know what that means. I'm not smart enough, or I haven't looked down that path. But it's a cool idea. One of my favorite... Russell Brand looks bored, because this guy is boring. Uh, ...concepts or theories, because... You know, this comes from my personal understanding. I, I called it the techno-terrestrial. The evidence suggests to me, and that's not a popular term, but I'm going to make it popular, the techno-terrestrial. The idea Whatever. that it is possible that this is a program, a galactic program, a cosmos program, an idea that we can seed DNA and intelligence with technology to different places that could inhabit sentient, intelligent, biological life. So I call it techno-terrestrial with the idea that technology is exactly what's being seeded. And the idea that that technology that is being seeded will propel those who were seeded to develop technology and continue to learn how to build it, beings, 
and then go and become a spacefaring civilization and good seed point, it Wesley. Again. Yeah. And to me, this is one of the migraine. greatest population programs to maintain and build the ecosystem of consciousness within our cosmos. If this pet theory, which I have no idea, you know, just kind of made it up one day, but from the I think evidence that, that I've Bell, seen. Uh, is a is maybe an unwilling participant in a government op. And he's so dumb, he doesn't even realize it. So that's what I'll say. That's my kind thing to say about him. I believe at this point, it's possible, just as extraterrestrial as possible, just as extra temporal as possible, just as extra dimensional as possible, just as it is possible that these are civilizations that have been hidden here on Earth for a long time, longer than modern humanity. That it's possible this is a techno-terrestrial that we're dealing with, a large program to seed the cosmos with consciousness. And that's just my favorite theory. No idea. Yeah, that's his favorite theory. It feels theory, good to me. Right? All those astrophysicists and really learned professors, they're all wrong. But Jeremy Corbell knows the truth about the whole universe, apparently. Right? When you talk uh, in depth about the vastness of the spectrum of possible ideas i'm always moved to think how ridiculous our globalized tribal conflicts are because there are so many ways to look at reality that Good exaggerated point, and amplified yeah. versions of primal primate conflict just seems absurd and ridiculous a lot of people in our chat jeremy i got a lot of love for you i've got to say and also oh, wow. And people want to know what's in that safe as well. What's what's in that safe? See what's, about aliens behind you. There's a safe. No, what, what listen, oh, it's been a, it's a hologram. It's a hologram. I tell you, something's going. What you talking about? That's CIA information. Controlled opposition. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's one of our favorite buzzwords. Um, <laughs> hey, another one of the big hit uh, blockbusters in the UFO uh, heritage is the Roswell case. Yeah, With he, all of this new information, well, he won't even about weather balloons being in the Charles news Johnson. right now, how do we reframe one of the great cultural artifacts of the history of this subject, the, or the case of Roswell, where some people say there was an alien autopsy, where some people say that it was definitely a UFO, where some people say that even the ground there is showing signs that it's interacted with, you know, like a kind of gravitational propulsion system such as you described. How does how Again, do you reframe those stories that some people think are definite proof and other people have always thought were hocus-pocus in light of ongoing and new evidence? And even the way that the media at the time reported it and the kind of psyops around it. How, how do you reframe something like Roswell, one of the classics? Yes. Yeah, so, so Let's see how he can ruin Roswell for all the rest of Just from your question, now. I know that you have a lot of knowledge on it where I, maybe a lot of people don't. So just to frame it to begin with, look, there was a crash. There was actually two crashes of something in Roswell, New Mexico back in the 40s. And this was a time when UFOs were a buzz in the news this was a time when we were asking serious questions. Yeah, about maybe he keeps Bob Lazar in We had a general. Come on, what's some new stories? I need money, Bob. The flyovers of Washington, D.C. in 1952. I mean, for that decade or two decades, there was so much information. So this Roswell, New Mexico, it was a crash. And it was a crash of a vehicle that appeared to be a non-terrestrial origin. And there were physical beings on this. And, and they were sequestered You're and taken away. Right. And some of that material was brought into private industry in order to deflect 
the public's yeah. ability to <laughs> find out about it. Because when something's yeah. in private industry with oversight by government, you can't do what we call FOIA or Freedom of Information Act requests. So all of that gets tucked away, can't learn about it, can't know. But all of a sudden there was a break and people started saying, hey, something happened here. Because remember, initially, like you stated, it was said, you know, we finally got one of these discs, one of these flying saucers. That was from our military. That was an official stance. It was a press release. And they immediately came back and retracted it the next day. However well, he's telling the Philip Corso story. Oh, we ceded all that technology into private hands to avoid FOIA requests. They didn't have FOIA in the 40s, you dummy. However, the guy that originally put out the press release, he came out for it later and said, yeah, they, they showed me, you know, this picture with this tinfoil. He's like, that's not what it was. That's not at all what it was. And they were having me lie to the American public. So barely you got somebody who's got everything Roswell to lose, story, yeah. nothing to win. And then you start getting hundreds and hundreds of witnesses. So the Roswell, New Mexico crash of, of a UFO is, is real. And that has been something that has been used to try to create the laugh factor, the giggle factory, to try to make people uncomfortable with understanding and learning this idea. The whole idea. Who's laughing at Roswell? People have made more money from Roswell than perhaps any other UFO story. People are laughing all the way to the bank, but I don't really hear media laughing about the Roswell event. Conspiracy theory was embedded into our culture by a government agency. This is something you can track and trace and learn the history of. It's just like reading a history book, but it's more fun. So look, man, that's the stigma. It was created surrounding Roswell because they're like, catch and release. It's true. Wait a second. We can't say that until we figure out what's going on. How do we reframe that? Well, look, just a couple weeks ago, George Knapp and I brought someone forward who has never come forward before. He was the head of the UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force. His name is Jay Stratton. This is the guy that actually formed it like a business within our government, and he believes in transparency. And one of the things he- And he's a wackadoo. He said, which people might have missed, is he says, we don't want to make the same mistakes that we did with Project Blue Book, which, by the way, was a complete whitewash of the truth. They were there to dismiss UFOs. And well, for once, I agree with them. Blue Book was a complete whitewash, and there was two blue books. A lot of people don't know. There was two blue books. Anything that was, um, you know, easy to debunk went to one blue book, and anything that was truly mysterious or perhaps had national security implications went to a separate blue book. And in Stan Freeman proved that quotes, right, to demystify the UFO topic to the American public. That was their goal. So they made a mistake. So he said, we don't want to make the same mistakes as we did with Project Blue Book, meaning those were lies. And he says, we also don't want to make the mistake like we did in Roswell. I agree. He's and an embellisher he's and uh, the lies to the American public. And a repeat. So how do we reframe it? You know, somebody well, tells him something and it's the just truth. true. Board, just recently telling you you should narrative. reframe it. Because what's fascinating is we're back to where we started to a degree, that because of the way this information has reached like us, certainly business. in the modern yeah, age, like we have a, a natural skepticism about it. We've been messed with. All it's always been artists part and of producer. our culture to so contemplate UFO beings for one from thing another realm. And I like the way you broke down the potential well, ways famous. you could I'm look at that. Folklore is full clown. of... Uh, fairies and entities and magical beings and of course we've come to regard mythology as something to be dismissive of 
In this post-enlightenment age, there has been the assumption that humankind is the apex of all being, that our stories of history are complete, that our philosophies are total, that really what we're doing now is just managing the way we exist on this planet with no new visions, no new dreams. And as there are so many apocalyptic stories that dominate the news cycle at the moment from potential Armageddon between the United States and the proxy war with Russia, with the pandemic and the way that it was used to introduce more surveillance, more control, induced a wealth transfer. A story like this one, I think, has a great deal of potency. And it's interesting that we can see that in the modern age, our attitudes around it have changed and that we are cynical about it. Dude, get to the question already, Russell Brand. Jesus. About it too. If you try from Roswell to the more recent balloon sightings, look at how the way that this story has been reported has altered our ability to appreciate what the deeper connotations of uh, non-terrestrial life are. Jeremy, thank you so much for your incredible work on this subject. For dis- Yeah, thank you for all your lies. Thanks for making so much money without providing any real or verifiable proof or evidence. Thank you. Seminating these ideas for being rigorous about the science and the limitations of the knowledge while not being mean about speculation and conjecture on spirituality because all of those things are enjoyable and fun and we have to be able to imagine and speculate to enjoy it. So I'm very grateful to you for the work that you do and for your friendship. Thank you, Jeremy. Yeah, thank you for your friendship and thanks for talking about this. I, I just want to say, you know, you said it at the beginning here, but at the end of all of our exploring, we're going to arrive right back where we started. That's something I think T.S. Eliot said. And it is true with this. When we look back at mythology and folklore, we have to look at it through a scientific lens now. Consensus reality is about to catch up with actual reality and, and that or to, to a level. And that is what I'm most excited about. You know, so thank you for, for your show and, and for getting you know your audience to engage this topic. It is one of the greatest mysteries of our time. And it might- Yeah, it is one of the greatest mysteries of our time. And people like Jeremy are ruining it with fake stories because fake stories don't move the ball forward. Fake evidence does not move the ball forward on the mystery. Fake evidence, fake stories, and fake people like this do nothing to solve the mystery. All they do is make the mystery harder to solve because he's shoveling garbage into the ether. And it makes serious research harder. Might just be one of the most important spiritually that we could ever, ever learn about. Jeremy Corbell, thank you. You can find Jeremy's podcast by going to weaponize. Oh. We are not going to. Okay, we made it through. We're not going to give Jeremy Corbell a plug. Not on my show. Not until he stops deleting comments. Not until he unblocks me on Twitter because he's in. he is an intellectual weakling and an intellectual coward. Because despite his many claims, his so-called evidence is so weak, so piss poor, he can't even allow me to reply to one of his tweets. He can't let his followers see the evidence that we have on Bob Lazar, especially. He's especially sensitive, right? He's very sensitive. Yeah, he doesn't. uh, And the same thing with his go post something like Bob Lazar's a liar and here's why and include a link to one of our shows on the on his podcast. They'll delete it. They'll delete it. We allow open conversation we allow open debate we uh, 
encourage that. But people like Jeremy Corbell, whose evidence is so piss poor and weak that it can't withstand debate, they have to delete people, they have to block people, they have to delete comments because they can't withstand debate. They cannot withstand debate. Well, uh, I'm going to put the banner up before I do this. So every once in a while, we like to remind people that uh, we are a viewer-supported show. But really, the show is not over. I have a very short message that we play, just letting people know how they can support the show. And by the way, one of the other ways uh, that you can now support the show is by purchasing some swag. We have merchandise now available on Amazon.com. It will soon be available, to the best of my knowledge. It will all soon be available worldwide. But right now, it is available in the United States of America. You can check the link in the description of this video. We'll be updating it when we're sure what's going on with international sales. But to the best of my knowledge, and record, uh, uh, the best of my knowledge, most of you should be able to buy some of this stuff now. Uh, people have asked me for merchandise for some two plus years now, um, and we're happy to say that we finally do have it. So, in the description of the video, you can buy some merchandise, and that definitely helps support the show. And uh, of course, the other way that you can support the show uh, is by throwing money at us. But don't let me forget. That one way you can help us is smash that like button, comment on these videos, let us know what you think. Am I too harsh on this guy, or is he a CIA bobo? Um, there's got to be a reason why he can release so-called, quote, information from classified U.S. briefings within the Pentagon, and he's not arrested. He's not under investigation, right? And neither are any of the people who leak it to him. It's amazing. So let us know what you think in the comments. It really does help. And uh, like I said, uh, there's two ways to help us. One way is by throwing money at us. But the other way is to like, comment, subscribe, and share these videos on your social media. Uh, follow me on Twitter. It's at Stephen Cambion. Retweet. When I tweet a show, if you retweet it, it really, really does help. And also, another thing that I've been asking, and this is for the YouTube AI algorithm. I'm asking you, watch one more. We had great attendance tonight, a huge crowd of people to watch tonight's show. So I'm asking you, maybe not tonight, maybe you're busy. Maybe you're going to go bang your wife. I hope you do. Uh, maybe if you're the wife, you're going to go bang your husband. Maybe you're going to uh, watch some, you know, true crime or something else and get out of crazy town. I don't blame you. But sometime, I would sincerely appreciate it if you could do us a huge favor and watch one more. If you watch... Tonight's show, and you go and watch any of our other videos, even our short-form videos, just click on videos, and you watch some of that stuff, or go to the live tab and watch another live show. That tells the YouTube AI algorithm that we produce good quality content that people come back for. It rises us in this, in this AI algorithm somehow, and they start recommending our videos more because you watched a second one. So I'm asking everyone, watch one more video. Not tonight, maybe. Or tonight, if you don't have anything better to do, um, we appreciate every single one of you who are meeting us for the Watch One More Challenge. Watch One More, it really, really does help. The other way that you can help us, of course, is to throw money at us, and there's multiple ways to do that. Now is the time where I have to remind everybody that the show is not over. We will be right back after this short message, 
and we will be uh, taking comments and questions and we'll have some time to interact with the live chat. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. The show's not over. It will continue. Truthseekers is a viewer-supported show. Wonderful people like you who enjoy this show send pledges in the form of Super Chats, Super Stickers, Super Thanks, PayPal, or Cash App. Instructions for how to help are in the description. You can also join our Patreon, and for as little as $1 a month, you can get extra content. Patreon supporters get a backstage pass, early access to all our production videos before they are distributed publicly, Stephen Cambion's music, private writings, a monthly show journal, and more. You can also become a YouTube channel member for $5 a month. A YouTube membership includes all of the Patreon benefits, plus a special member's badge, priority reply to video comments, and the live chat, plus a monthly members-only video. We thank you all, kind and generous benefactors, for supporting Truth Seekers. Thank you for your generosity and support. to an audio podcast, please rate us five stars to help us rise in the search rankings. If you're watching on YouTube, please like, comment, and subscribe to our channel. If you're listening to an audio podcast, we love and appreciate you listeners, but you are missing the live tapings. All our shows are recorded live with video feed. We'd love you to come be a part of our live broadcasts and tapings for the podcast. Head on over to YouTube, click the search tool, a little magnifying glass. Put truth seekers one word in the search bar and hit enter. You'll see a strange and mysterious guy with sunglasses. That means you found the channel. Go there, smash the subscribe button and hit the notification bell to receive up-to-date info on our YouTube channel. We welcome you to be a part of our live taping and our chat room during the live broadcasts. Seek the truth. Speak the truth. This is Truth Seekers. Truth Seekers. Praise the cash. Just want to do a quick tutorial on how to set up Amazon Prime to Twitch. So if you want to help out Truth Seekers show and Steven 
want to put together a quick tutorial. Now, I'm not an expert on this, so I was just playing around. This is how I did it. So you may find a different way to do it, but if you're not sure, just I'm going to walk through what I did. First, right here in Prime Loot. Now, this is on a PC and not Apple. Maybe different, but at least you're going to see what I'm doing on my laptop. You're going to see Prime Loot up here. Click that on. And here you're going to have in the purple box to activate your free trial. And it's free. So you just go through that. It'll take you to Prime Gaming. From here, you'll see how to activate your Prime Gaming. I don't think this is necessary to get your free subscription to Twitch from Amazon Prime. I just went and did it because I wasn't sure and I was playing around. So if you're not sure if you want to do this, just skip it and go to the next step. Then over, if you do your drop down on your Amazon account, you're going to have this here to say link Twitch account. So I'm going to click that. And all this is going to do, it's going to link your Amazon account with your Twitch account. So you click link down there in that little button. And it's going to have what is your Twitch name and then your name on your Amazon account. And I'm going to have my name blurred out just so everybody's not seeing it. I'm going to click confirm and it's going to go through the processes. Now my Amazon account is linked to my Twitch account. I go back to Twitch and I'm on the Truth Seeker show. And right here, you got Steven's face there. Just come down here to subscribe. Click that. And it's going to bring you all the way down here. Now you can subscribe for $4.99. This is very similar to the YouTube membership where you can become a member on the YouTube side or watch it for free. Here you can subscribe to his channel and pay $4.99 a month. Or you can come here and click this little box say use prime sub now it's free now i get one month now the thing is is every month i have to go out there and resubscribe hopefully they're going to send me an email to remind me to do that then i can go out there and i can click this every month and steve's going to get some money from amazon we do not pay for that the amazon this is part of my amazon prime subscription that this is just one of the services and i didn't realize it but amazon bought twitch that's the reason they're putting these two together so i'm going to do quick click the uh, subscribe button now i am subscribed i got a founder badge and i got some different stuff and close and now i am subscribed i did not pay anything however steven gets some money to help producing the top quality programming that he's been doing so go out there and praise the cash and sign up for twitch subscription especially if you got prime it doesn't cost you anything and it really helps steven out thanks I love licking Bob Lazar's butthole. It's my favorite butthole to lick. <laughs> Welcome back, friends. Yes, so we will take some comments and questions from the live chat. Somebody in the live chat mentioned earlier one of my screens is out. It's actually, yeah. Uh, that's one of those last minute show things like something's not working 30 seconds before showtime. So I'll figure it out tonight. Um, it's, it's one of those little things. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll work on it. It's not really a big deal. So we're going to take some comments and questions from the live chat. Um, we have quite a week. I got to tell you, we have, um, it's almost like ratings week here or something. Uh, this week, we have shows on David Wilcock. We have shows on Corey Good. We have a show on Lou Elizondo. And we're going to uh, finish uh, part two of Stephen Greer, me calling his bluff. And I've got some great information to share with you about Stephen Greer and how much he lied on that podcast we were covering. Sean Ryan podcast, I believe it is. Um, 
Operation Shutdown is here and says, love the mass characters. Well, me too. Always loved making and, and painting and trying to make character masks. So I incorporated that thing I love in my life into this. And by the way, we've got another show. Uh, I don't know if it'll be this week, but it's done and it's ready to go. Uh, we're doing a live show with Grifton and Third Phase of Fate characters. So you're going to love it. Uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be absolutely great. Um, do I have anything for the crows? Well, I feed all of the birds at my cabin, if that's what you're mean. Um, Chad Dixon wants to see more Richard Doe scam. Uh, right? Then Lizzie Borden is upset, right? David Spade, wannabe mother effer. I, I hope you're not talking about me. <laughs> and I think you sent me a Facebook friend request. So I don't think that thing Lizzie Borden is talking about me. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, that's one of those that you don't quite know, right? Brandy Phillips is here and says, Hank just told on yourself with the crow line. Now he says it's holding cheese. Oh, Wilcox. Yeah, David Spade. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. This week we have um, we have quite a show lineup for you. Uh, and it's going to be great. We have um, just so many shows uh, in the works. And and the good news is that for once, I don't know how, but I've managed to finally get ahead of, of our usual. Um, you know, normally we have, I have a lot of problems keeping up. But I did some extra work at the cabin while it was too cold to do anything else. And uh, we have uh, quite... Uh, quite a show lineup. Uh, first, here, let me share this. This is some shows that we have. Uh, we have we have Tubacabra. He effed around and find out. Uh, he's about to find out. Uh, we have Where in the World is David Wilcock and his Hover Cars. Uh, we have Truth Seekers, Jeremy Corbell, his huge new bluff. That was tonight, of course. Uh, and we've got John Greenwald. Proves Lou Elizondo is a liar again. And we've got Stephen Greer digs a big hole, part two. That's a big hole, mate. Stephen Cambion calls his bluff again. And uh, we've got more for you. We've got a very, we're going to have a busy week this week. I hope you guys are ready for some new content. We've got some great shows coming your way. Um, Brandy, uh, Hank McGurk says, yes, a hamburger wrapper with a bit of cheese. Grifton needs to be immortalized with a masked character. Well, what I did is I just, uh, I made uh, like a homeless drug addict uh, mask. Yeah. So it fits. It, it'll work. What does the term Bobo mean, please? I'm not sure I'm spelling it right. Yes, Maria Rose. A Bobo is a term that, uh, I don't know if I coined it. I'm sure I've heard a few other people use that term like uh dark journalist has used it to describe Tom DeLong. When the CIA has an uh, has a media op and they need a clown to get the word out for them and uh, somebody that's stupid that they can use and manipulate and get to do their bidding, like Bobo uh, is akin to useful idiot. Tom DeLong was the Bobo for TTSA CIA PSYOP techno scam. You know, when that whole group of former CIA spooks and everybody else 
got together and scammed everybody for what was it two million dollars promising everybody a spaceship and delivering nothing and making a documentary series on the history channel full of lies half truths and by the way boy john greenwald just nailed elizondo again as a liar and ttsa right because uh tom delong was involved in that and they lied like hell to sell fake stories in that docu-series um so a bobo is a useful idiot clown that the cia can manipulate and use to do you know to uh get get the word out of whatever they want people to believe they want it people to believe that ttsa and a group of former uh government spooks were all going to give us the truth about disclosure and aliens they used tom delong he was the bobo for that jeremy corbell is the, the is the new bobo right he's a bobo a clown that the cia or the deep state if you like that term uh any alphabet soup agency running an op against the American people involved with perceptions and perception management and perception manipulation. They need a Bobo. People like Tom DeLong and definitely Jeremy Corbell. He's a Bobo. How about DeLong today? Asking people to donate more crash fragments yet still won't talk about arts parts results because that stuff is, is a nothing burger. It's all a nothing burger. Steve Long looks like a good week. Oh, we've got quite a lineup this week, and we're going to continue to bring you more. I'm I'm firing on all cylinders, especially since I quit drinking, and I'm uh, sort of, Steve Long, I have been uh, sort of uh, getting other things off my to-do list and trying to focus more on producing more content for the show. By the way, we have... Uh, cracking lineup yes thank you and by the way we have quite a uh, quite a production video coming and that will be posted i hope to members and patreon supporters if not late tonight like five o'clock in the morning because i still have editing to do on it then early tomorrow sometime and by early i mean by like 5 p.m tomorrow tomorrow's the last day of the month i'm also going to be uploading to patreon and to the member section here on youtube a uh our monthly members or Patreon only. Um, and I encourage you, hey, uh, listen, I don't like putting anything behind a paywall, but if you want to get a whole ton of extra content, Patreon is a good idea because it's a dollar a month and there's a two-year backlog of extra goodies that were put on the Patreon, my music, this mind hack project, all kinds of goodies are on Patreon. Or for five bucks a month, become a member here on YouTube. You get some extra YouTube goodies besides the goodies that I post every month. Um, you get a member's badge and priority reply and things like that. And we have Dr. T with a kind and generous $10 says it would be a good idea to analyze CE, CE5 footage too, since the human initiated contact group is connected to Greer. I've been to the fewer of their events and haven't gotten any straight answers yet. Hey, uh, email me some links, truthseekershow at gmail.com. I'd like to look at their footage, and I certainly am probably qualified to do some analysis work on it. And if not me, I can bring in qualified analysts. So email me at truthseekershow at gmail.com. And people screw up that email address, so I like to share it on the screen. It's truthseeker, one truthseeker, and then the word show, but one word, at gmail.com. Email me those links. I'll check it out, and uh, I would be happy to uh, 
to include that. Don Huber with a kind and generous $1.99 says, thanks for the great show. And we thank the both of you guys uh, for your kindness, your generosity, and your support of the show. Let me uh, let me get my... Yeah, thank you both for helping us to praise the cat. Thank you very much, Dr. T, and thank you, Don Huber, for the kind comment. And Dr. T, if you email me some links to that, I promise you that I will look into it. It'll fit right in with the other material that I have to share for that Stephen Greer show part two, and I would be happy to do that. DeLong is the new hip face for the new young UFO believers. Young? That dude's like 50. How is he? Did what? Well, I guess. You ever been to a UFO convention? It's like going to an old folks home. Everybody's like 75. It, it's all old white dudes. So compared to them, I guess, he's the new face uh, for the new young UFO believers. They co-opted a literal rock star to be a new rock star of ufology. Just my opinion. Yeah, good, good point, right? Lord Ludacris says, I would bet my house that the CIA is... UFOs to make money off the books. It's perfect, like drugs. Yeah, it could be. And that's pretty easy to fake stuff. So uh, Steve Long says, way to go. Great to hear. Lord Ludacris, great show tonight. Frank McGurk is must be like the new... Who's that other guy that's always just saying nonsensical stuff? Bob McGurk or whatever. I haven't seen him in a, in a little while. Maybe he found somebody else to annoy. The greatest show themselves in an unknown spectacle. Then was he Borden? I'm a stoner and metalhead and never liked his music. Uh, I'm a musician and I can't stand his music, right? I don't know how that guy had a career, except that the people buying his music were like 10-year-old and 12-year-old girls. So I guess it makes sense that he made a lot of money in the music business. But he's not making any money in the music business now. He's broke. That's why he decided to become a UFO techno scammer and tell everybody he was going to build a spaceship that will, with a revolutionary power source that would change the world, raise $2 million and then didn't produce nothing, you know? Yeah. So, uh, listen, we did our due diligence tonight and uh, we're coming up on three hours. So we are going to bounce on out of here. I will be back Tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And we have to fit a few more shows in there because we've got just so many good shows to bring you. Some well, uh, well prepared. I like those data rich shows where I have plenty to share. And we've got a hell of a week for you. This is going to be, I'm sure, I, I just know it. This is going to be one of my favorite week of Truth Seeker shows. I've really been hitting things hard trying to trying to get good shows together. And uh, we're going to bring it to you this week, all this week at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I think that being said, that's all we got for you. I uh, appreciate all of you. I want to thank all you kind and generous benefactors, you kind and generous Patreon folks, you kind and generous channel members, you kind and generous Twitch subscribers, kind and generous uh super chatters 
And you super sticker purchasers. Also, don't let me forget you people who sent super thanks. Did you know you could throw money in our hat? Even if you're watching a replay, just hit that thanks button. We try to thank everybody who does that. I keep a note, I'm trying to keep notes of that so we can thank you too. We thank every single person that we can um, who you know donates to the cause and we appreciate all of you. I want to thank our wonderful chat room moderators. We want to thank Spooky for the amazing graphics, Ian for being a great, the great voice of our announcer, Mr. Ian, and all of you for joining us. Uh, and we want to thank Tom DeLong for being such a clown that we had something fun to talk about. This guy better start coming up with evidence because this was the biggest bluff I've ever seen, right? No evidence, nothing. Just, hey, trust me, dude. And I'm sorry, but I don't trust a guy who I can prove has lied by omission so much to make millions of dollars selling fake stories. So he better come up with some evidence of this crap or we're going to constantly remind him. We're going to start a countdown timer. You said this stuff this week. How many weeks is it going to be until he provides evidence that he wasn't lying to everyone, right? I know what I believe. Let us know what you believe in the comments. And by the way, that's another great way to help us. Like, comment, subscribe, and share. Make sure you smash that like button on the way out. It really, really does help. So until next time, friends, that's all we got for you. Until next time, friends, my name is Stephen Cambian. Good night, and God bless all of you.
I love licking Bob Lazar's butthole. It's my favorite butthole to lick.